evening and welcome to El Oso Fumar Takes. This is our 169th take live from the Alec Bradley Lone Star Studio of Euless, Texas. I'm your host, Barry Duplissy, as always, and I'm so proud, so pleased, and so privileged to be with you all tonight. This is going to be a fantastic show. No slap dicks or dingleberries allowed, I promise you, and nobody... Nobody will be interrupting this much fun. It's going to be a fantastic show. We're going to get to the introduction of the guest of honor. But before we do, we have to thank the people that make this show possible. And that, of course, is our sponsors. Tonight's show is sponsored by Drew Estate. This year marks the 25th anniversary of Drew Estate and the rebirth of cigars movement. To celebrate this movement occasion, this momentous occasion, the company is inviting you, the consumers, retailers, cigar media like to its epic blowout birthday bash titled DE25. DE25 will be held on the 25th of September in at the South Fork Ranch in Parker, Texas, just a stone's throw away from where I'm sitting right now. And uh, the DE25 celebration will include the unveiling of Drew Estate's newest brands with a first ever, first uh, to experience approach for consumers and trade partners together. Buy your tickets today, drewestate.com slash DE25. That's drewestate.com slash DE25. And you don't want to miss it out. Also sponsoring tonight's show is Oveja Negra Brands, four unique companies who share a profession to provide innovative cigars for the next generation of cigar enthusiasts. Black Label Trading Company, Black Work Studio, Dissident, and Emilio are combining premium tobaccos with an artisanal touch. Oveja Negra, where art and tobacco collide. Join the flock. Visit ovejanegrasigars.com to learn more. And welcome, everybody. Told you, no slip da- slap dicks allowed. I'm wow. so excited to welcome the guest of honor. Welcome him back. Wow. Our hustler himself, Mike Stepankevich. Mike, how dude, you doing? Dude, I mean, you already did the dingleberry. I mean, holy moly, and the slap dick. I told you, I yeah, wrote my intro a- before that even ha- was a thing. That's told, amazing. That's why it's hilarious. It's hilarious. That's, that's absolutely amazing. Well, we're going to get it started right now, so... I'm going to slide those in little by little. Sounds good. No one's, no one's going to know what's going on. Um, dude, I don't know what happened. We were just talking a little bit prior to, and you were like super chill. And I don't know if you did like a line of Coke or something, but man, that, that, that intro was spot on. And it, that was absolutely incredible. I, I, it depends on, it depends on the guests sometimes. So like, mm-hmm. if, you know, like right now you were, you unveiled to us that you're, you're, you're championing, championing through, you're a little under the weather, but you still made it tonight. So appreciative. Yeah. So grateful. Of course. Um, so I have no. I'm, I'm going to calm back down, settle back down a little bit. You're going to bring it in, okay? It in. Okay. So, um, you know, I'm pretty sure I've scared some people. Um, <laughs> your good, your good buddy, your good, your good buddy at Half Wheel, uh, Charlie Minato, was definitely shocked by the intro. I don't think he's ever mm. caught the beginning of my show uh, until then, so he was definitely caught off guard. Um, but uh, it, it's uh, it's so good to have you back, Mike. Um, thank you so much for. Uh, for a lot, you know, just coming back and chatting with me tonight. And yeah, I know this family thanks time. For having me. Oh, of course. Of course. I know it's family time and, and you're under the weather to boot and you're still here. You are. Yes, sir. So ready to pa- serve brother. <laughs> so you're powering through what cigar are you smoking tonight? I'm burning the war bear, you know, nice, nice. It's a, it's a bit of a go-to for me uh, when I have them, you know, I like the brand, love the company Heard good things. Yeah. So, Good people. Smoke good a lot. People. Yeah. Yeah. Good people. A, good person. A, yeah. It's a cornucopia of flavors. You know, <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. So, um, yeah, I really, I actually was super impressed with this blend and how it came out and um, Habano versus with San Andreas for whatever reason. I don't know. It gives you some sweetness, gives you some boldness and uh, it really is money. So, well, I mean, that's what, that's what I kind of like about the war bear because, you know, it, you know, with it being, you know, 
the the barber pole style, different rappers, and you've done this on a couple of things. You did this on the SBC too, as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, you know. Um, I mean, I I would say that it's I, I would say that you actually kind of almost started doing it. A, I mean, a little bit. It seemed like a little bit before Skip started experimenting with some barber poles. Is that is that a little unfair? What I think bar, he was doing barber poles prior to. I okay. think he was doing, you know, um, but I will say that I always try and do something different. Like, you know, that's the one thing um, when you work with the factory is you don't want to be the same as the, uh, as, as Roma craft. Right. So you always try and think of ways that will stand out and, and, and have great flavor profiles, but won't be the same as what Roma craft is doing. So my dog totally just ran under the table. <laughs> well, if you started doing stuff uh, that that Skip was doing, or or uh, or you know, it would kind of put you in a precarious position, right? It would be it would be extremely precarious. It'd be extremely. I'd be I'd be running stuff out the back door without question. So you know, actually, I think that if I said, "Hey, look, let's make," I want to make a, a Connecticut broadleaf Maduro with a Candela wrapper, he would look at me and be like, "Fuck you, man! <laughs> That's never gonna happen," you know. So, um, you know, I think that we're on the same page with that. You know, I don't want to look and and be roma i want to have my own identity and uh i don't think he wants me to have uh, a roma identity either so you know so as i was saying before the show um i uh, i'm i'm lighting up a fable that you actually gave me um a couple years ago at the trade show yeah and uh yeah i was um foolishly i guess i was saving it because uh, I was going to smoke it with you when I when I came down yeah. uh, to Cigar Hustler. And so uh, lesson learned, I won't I won't ever do that again with you. Um, right. Slam a lamb and ding dong. Let's just fucking smoke this thing. But I um, can't wait two years, you know, I give it to you, smoke it. I'm a patient man. And it, speaking of patience, I mean, it's been uh, I mean, it, it's been I don't know, almost 100. It's almost been 100 takes since I've had you on before. I mean, six or one half dozen. No kidding. But, oh, six one half dozen the other. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's cool though. You know, I forgive you. It's no big deal. I I appreciate it. And um, the, I mean, the great thing is, is that, uh, um, you know, it's, it's really nice to kind of bring you back because I mean, a lot's happened obviously in the last year alone, but even since the last time that I even had you on, some things have taken off for you and everything with the war bear has launched and has been uh, now second, it's second release. Now, are you, are you doing a third, are you doing a third one this year? Uh, yeah, I plan on doing a, a third. Um, we'll see how it plays out. I, you know, as of right now, you know, I'm, uh, again, same scenario, trying to do something different every single time. So I'd like to try a box press and see what the flavor is there and, and how that changes things and uh, how it's going to burn and, and, you know, what the flavor profile of it will be. So we'll see if I can do that. Um, I'd also, I mean, SBC 20 was in the works and it kind of crashed and burned with COVID. So we can bring that back. I'd like to do that as well. You know, um, I got a lot of ideas, you know, I got a lot of ideas and I want to continue to grow and develop. And, and, and I also want to continue to grow and develop on my core line and stuff too, you know, all of it's important as far as I'm concerned. So, um, you know, so wanted to, this is a question that I told you I wanted to ask you at the top of the show. And I, mm-hmm. I thought it was an interesting cause in, 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 as, as I framed it to you, even though I didn't tell you about what it was precisely. Um, the reason I'm fr- the, wanting to frame it this way, I just thought it'd be interesting because there's, there's two, there's two things that, you know, if someone sits down for you, I, I would say for like an hour and either listens to the cigar hustler podcast or just has a conversation with you. 
-hmm. there's two things that I know um, were uh, very obvious to me. Um, you're an incredible businessman and you're also fiercely loyal. So, yeah. and, and I've listened to your show for a long time and I've just kind of, and, I, and it just popped into my head and I, I don't mean anything by it, but I just thought it was an interesting question to be considering the integrity that you do have. Cause I've heard mm -hmm. you say several times how you'll, you, when you want to, when you're a customer asks you about a cigar, you want to be honest with them. Right. So my question is this, could Nika Swinnett has could Nika Swania ever produce a cigar that you wouldn't like? And even if they did, would any of us know about it? Um, yeah, I think that they could produce something that I didn't like, but they'd have to buy shittier tobacco. So, you know, when that moment happens, then, you know, I will be more than happy to be honest about it. Um, there are still some cigars that they make that I don't gravitate towards necessarily every single day or, you know, maybe that week or month for whatever reason, you know, um, like the BA in the, in the bigger format, isn't really my thing, but I love it in the, like the intrigue, you know, or the AWS. Um, I mean, the EC though, in the big gauge is a cigar. I smoke every day, the brotherly kindness. Right. So I don't think that there there's, I, they haven't made a cigar to a point where I'm like, man, this really sucks. And will I be honest about it? Sure. But, you know, I think that that kind of speaks against the integrity of who they are because they buy really good tobacco. Right. So if it, you know, if you ever, if you ever see, uh, if Skip and Michael ever sell their souls to like the CI devil or anything like that, and they need to produce 10 million sticks a year, then you're going to see that the quality is going to go down. Right. And, um, and you're going to know, you're going to know. So, I wouldn't lie about it because I know that I would just be going down, you know, I would say, hey, I would actually, I, if I don't tell my friends when I think they're fucking up, then what kind of a friend am I, you know? So I can't see that happening, but you never know. I mean, stranger things have happened, so. No, it, it, it's, it, yeah, you, I mean, you make all fair points and I can't say I was necessarily surprised by any of the answers. I, it was just, it was something that popped into my head. I'm like, yeah, here's a guy who's incredibly honest, incredibly loyal. You know, you, you like to your point, you can't like everything. Right. Um, so I was just I was just I was just I don't know. Like I said, it was just one of those fun kind of, you know, no. And you're totally you're 100 percent correct. The first step would be I, I'd talk to my boys and say, yo, this is a misstep. Like, I don't know what's going on here. This isn't this is not this is not you guys. Right. And um, if it was still released and it was still loud and clear and somebody said, what do you think of it? I'm like, no, no. You know, I don't know. It's not for me. You know, um, so yeah, yeah. But again, you know, I don't, I can't see that happening with these guys. You know, like you said, it's the quality of the tobacco. So I have two kind of follow-ups to that. So one, I mean, yeah. the, the 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 Baca was such a uh, was such a different step in a different direction from like yeah. the wheel the wheelhouse, so to speak. Right. Um, when you first sampled it, what was your? I mean, what was your initial reaction? You know, I like the cigar. Um, I'm not, you know, it's a unique Cameroon for sure. And Cameroon's always scary because there's a lot of Cameroons that suck, you know, um, especially the lighter ones. A lot of the lighter ones, I don't know, I wouldn't want to use that wrapper. Um, but like Warzone, the Warzone was good. That was a Cameroon. I thought that was all right. Um, 
but they're that you know without throwing people under the bus because i do that plenty of other times on my podcast there were just some that i'm like man as far as like you can pick up a cigar and you can say you could tell this is light like this is light by the gram and if it was 12 bucks you feel cheap you know especially if you're a guy that smokes every day and then like we now we do a patreon where we get a fucking scale out and we compare it to other other cigars and we let you know if you know if it's if it's light or not so that that cameroon that baca it has a distinct flavor profile and it is still robust so i'm i wasn't i, I wasn't shocked at its flavor and i do indeed enjoy it would i gravitate towards it probably in a lonsdale um I think that, you know, in that format, that's probably the most ideal, you know, but I'm not a huge Cameroon fan anyways. So I've heard you say this on your show a couple of times, actually, and you kind of just hinted at it again, too, a moment ago, uh, when you're talking about some of these, these bigger uh, producers, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're, you know, you're not to make name names, but they're bigger producers, like your, your, mm-hmm. you know, your general cigar, Altadis USA, et cetera, where they are manufacturing, <laughs> millions of cigars yeah. in one particular brand you know skip and mike and and you all down at nika Swinney are doing a million cigars period. right right and well so, they're doing a million i'm doing like fifty thousand. yeah i was gonna say even, I mean? yeah, <laughs> even even smaller so right so your so your ability to produce a quality especially from where you sit your ability to produce a, a, a superior product is much more manageable oh yeah. you even said this because you're not you're not scaling it like in this so in your opinion are are you saying it's it's more difficult for someone to do it at that scale or are you saying it's 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 impossible it's definitely more difficult i don't think anything is impossible you know i think that um there are great chefs out there that can take a piece of fish and make it absolutely delicious right whether it be tilapia or salmon or whatever the case may be but you know, you take a piece of fish and you just throw it on a fucking out of a skillet and you eat it, it, it could be terrible, right? So you have to have, you know, the right chef for the recipe. And um, some of those guys can do it. They can pull it off and you can say, all right, this is good, right? You, maybe it's not uh, game changing. Maybe it's not next level, like, holy shit, this is, this is a great cigar. I need to go buy 10 boxes of it or something like that. But you, they can make a, a good cigar, right? I mean, very seldom will you say that this cigar is complete shit, right? Um, but they're out there. They exist. They, 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 they most certainly exist. But few and far between. You know, more often than not, you get more of your, your kind of your baseline. Like, okay, it's another Broadleaf. It's another Connecticut. It's a, you know, it's, it's another Habano. On to the next one, right? So, but it can be done. No, I absolutely. I, I think the, uh, I, I don't think, I can't remember the last time. I mean, I've had cigars that I didn't like that didn't hit my palate. Mm-hmm. I'm not being generous by saying, wording it this politically correct, but I haven't had a cigar that just was in a while that was just so off putting. I had to put it right. in. like, I just had, I couldn't, I couldn't even manage to get through half of it. There were some cigars right. early on in my cigar smoking career where I definitely had that. Um, right. Where it just I, catalog specials, yeah, you know. Well, I mean, even some stuff on some retailer shelves too. I mean, earlier on, I was at the very, I mean, the 
the very, 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 very tail end of the boom was when I started right. smoking. So like that's you could still catch the really shitty cigar every now and right. then. And it was just it was bad on uh, sometimes. But um, but yeah, I think the, the the quality of the the tobacco, the quality of everything has just kind of gone up to a level to where you're like you're now f- trying to find a cigar that's just perfect for your palate, not not because, hey, I, I just really need to find a good cigar. I mean, that's true to some degree. I think that you, I think that a lot of stuff still comes out and it just dies on the vine. You know, I think that it's like, okay, this is good. What else you got? You know, I think you see that 70% of the time in the industry. Well, definitely you know? from where you sit too. You, I mean, you're, you're, you know, you're straddling both worlds here um, yeah. in, in a lot of ways. Um, so you kind of, you kind of see that at both ends. Uh, which yeah. kind of leads me into uh, another question, but I want to go ahead and segue that into tonight's major point. And tonight's major point is, uh, as always, brought to you by uh, Barracoa Cigars. Barracoa is back. The Voyage has relaunched. I personally couldn't wait to come for this cigar to come back. It's been over three years. But now with a revamped blend coming out of one of the hottest factories in the industry, Danny Vasquez promises, if you like the original blend, you're absolutely going to love the relaunch. It all starts... It all started last month and has continued to pop up along re- with a lot of different retailers across this great country. You can check out sunsigar.com as well as other retailers. Uh, pay attention to Barico Cigar Company on social media, and you can find out where to get the cigar today. And remember, never settle Barico Cigar Company. So, um, so, Mike, with tonight's major point and everything, so wanted to kind of segue that into with with you with you straddling both kind of lines and everything. What? What was this past year like for you? Um, um, okay, keep going. No, I was just, I mean, insanely difficult had to be like the minor understatement. Though you are, you do live in Florida, so things have been a lot more what we call normal for a yeah, little bit longer. Yeah, it's a lala swamp, baby. It's a lala swamp. <laughs> Heard you say that. It's hilarious. God bless it. <laughs> uh, but what, uh, I mean, I guess... Not initially, because I mean, I think everybody was under this this pressure cooker and everything. But as the mm-hmm. as time went on and everything, what became more difficult, uh, you know, the manufacturing and brand ownership side or the or the retailer side? What was more difficult to manage? Um, well, to be honest, as far as the manufacturing and the brand ownership side is concerned, I'm I'm always at the at the will of Nika Sueño, right? So when stuff comes in, stuff comes in, and when stuff is not in, it's not in. So. It was, it, and it was never, it's never been a, a, a huge financial focal point for me and it doesn't feed an entire team of people. So the retailer side was definitely way more important. If we had to close for any reason or, or anything was going on or anybody got sick or felt uncomfortable, you know, uh, my brother and I both said from the get, we're going to take care of them. We're going to pay them, you know, for whatever, it's, you know, whatever it takes out. We don't want to lose anybody. That was before conversations of PPP and all that other stuff. Um, you know, you got to look out for your people because your people always look out for you. It's just that simple. So um, the mentality was just go. It was just run as hard as you can. And when you get tired, just keep going, man, run faster. And that was really how I felt. I was tired. I was tired of shit and making decisions every day. You know, what, what about this? What's going on with that? You know, are we open? Are we closed? Can we do this? You know, what's okay? What's not okay? It, it, you know, it, it was, it was daunting. Fortunately for us, it worked out, you know, and I can't say that for everybody. Uh, I think it's a combination of, of, of the mentality of like, we're not going anywhere and we're going to figure this shit out. 
and being in the right place at the right time. I mean, like you said, Florida was golden and having an online presence, even though it's not, you know, gigantic, it still helped establish, you know, people, a lot of people were home. So a lot of people bought cigars and, uh, and a lot of people felt that they should buy from, you know, smaller local shops too. So all of that worked out, you know, and, and the, the team was in play. So, you know, we were really, really fortunate. You know, I got to give shout out to my boy BDP, Big Dick Palmer, for always taking care of me. And he's that's always Mike no too, for those paying attention. That's Mike, too. Yeah. You know, and, and it, when we when we started rolling, he's like, hey, so what do you want to do with the podcast? And I'm like, oh, we're we're going, buddy. We're not stopping this. What are we what are we going to do? You know, let's film it. You know, people need stuff to watch. People you know, people need to still be entertained. There's no reason why we should uh, put the kibosh on. it. So we kept rolling through and um i think that it worked out really well you know uh we were like i said we're one of the fortunate ones so all right so i think we we need to reel some people in because i think we're having we're, we're chuckling here and there as, uh, as certain phrases and words are getting mentioned here um so don't let them know come what? on why are you gonna tell why are you gonna oh, okay tell them? oh fine well fine we'll just you can tell you can tell it's fine it's fine no we'll leave it up in the air it's fine it's fine because now they're gonna be like what what's he keeping from us this is perfect yeah so just it's you know it's it's fantastic look the fact i i can i can tell your 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 listeners and your viewers the simple aspect of you know uh being in this game as long as i have been now that i I realize it's 12 years and just saying that makes me want to cry a little um i'm all about entertaining i'm all about entertaining and having a good time if not you know it's a cigar industry and it will beat you down to a friggin' pulp and it will leave you bloody and just step over your body. So I'm here for I'm here to have fun, man. And um, and I think a lot of people that, that listen to us and follow us understand that. So uh, I'll put something up on my Facebook page and tell them something's going down and, and I'll do my best to make it as entertaining as possible. You know, you and, know, I, uh, I have to say it's the it's the most un, it's the most unique promotion of this show. I have I've I've, I've had you to think outside the box, you know, 69 takes, man. It was pretty, pretty, yeah. pretty genius. Yeah, and I didn't know what uh, cacophobia was, but you know that's definitely not me. I don't, I don't have that type of fear whatsoever. You know, so it's a big deal. It's a big, it's a big deal, Bear. No, and it's it's funny you bring that up because that's actually going to come up later. So okay, uh, good. Cacophobia is no joke. You know, it's not. No, it's Mm -hmm. not. And and it's good that we're bringing awareness uh, to to where it is. So, um, but, um. To, I mean, t- to the point that we're talking about here with, you know, with the pa- the past year and what it's been, and you had an online presence before. You were one of the fortunate ones. You didn't have to, like, yeah. put something together on the fly to make something work. Uh, mm-hmm. you, had, you had that kind of that outlet going and everything. But like you said, it's not a large, it's not a large presence and everything, but I would say it was, it's, I think it's, a, it's established enough. And I think mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's got the, it has name recognition that a lot of people, yeah. have, especially when it comes to boutique cigars i mean you sell other cigars too but like when it comes to boutiques there's there's like small batch and a couple others but cigar hustlers definitely one of the go-tos so um so for some of the people who are who are boutique fans and couldn't get to a brick and mortar i mean it was it was a great resource for them and stuff i mean uh for sure what was the now was the mail never stopped so some government entities never stopped and everything for the most part of course right shipping is always an issue um it Especially. got entertaining for, for a minute there. I mean, 
you saw some some stuff wind up. I mean, in some you know, some of those going to New York lines up in Puerto Rico, something's all the way in Alaska or something like. I don't know why it's there. I'm sorry. Well, you know, but yeah. So go, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that. I mean, that that's. I mean, was that did that present any kind of because now you can't just go to the post office and drop stuff off. You know, with all the social distancing mandates, especially early on, was that. I mean, did you have pickups? What, what was done to kind of na- navigate that? We have a really good mail guy who's kind of, he's been on our route for a long time. Um, and he's, he's gone off it a couple of times, but he's always found his way back to our route for whatever reason. And he, whenever he's on, we're, we're gold, right? He'll come in, he'll circle back. He'll make sure that, you know, he knows that we want the packages to go out as fast as possible. And when things were shut down, he would always take care of us, you know, um, so that that's always a big help. Again, it's the same scenario. It, look, just take care. If you took care of everybody, if you always continued to do the right thing around people, when it's time to rally, there's no hesitation, you know. Uh, and we always take care of our our, our guys who, that pick up packages. You know, our UPS guy, our mail guy. Uh, it doesn't matter, you know. If you're if you're part you're part of this team, um, whether you were chosen or not, you're here. So you know, let's let's make sure that we that you know that we appreciate you. And when the time comes, you'll reciprocate. So. Um, that was a big, that was a big portion, you know, and he, you know, fortunate for us, he didn't ever get sick. He didn't, he never caught the vid from my opinion, you know, from what I saw and, um, guy worked his ass off. So I got to give him credit, you know, absolutely. So early on, again, as time went on, you know, especially, uh, especially with where you live in Florida, as things started to open up and become a lot more normal earlier than the mm-hmm. rest of the country even till today you know as things are starting to finally come you know starting to open up a little bit more and you know the the cdc's uh recent decision to uh, basically lift the mass mandate if you're vaccinated and such like and everything but um but i mean initially if you could go back to that point i mean listen you're an entrepreneur you're a man of great perseverance i mean i mean you put it right there on the cigar band with the sbc surrounded by champions you play through everything Right. Clear as clear as day with tonight, you know? Right. Um, I mean, was there, was there any hesitation on your part? Anything? No, no, not at all. You know, um, the only thing that really happened for me was, you know, the mental fatigue and um, the, the really stress points, right? Because you, know, you want to take care of everybody and you want to make sure that, you know, you, you make enough money to, to sustain right and you don't know anything about I, i'm not waiting for the p for a ppp loan or something that that for you know that didn't exist at the time it was like and never had that mentality the mentality is let's go let's you know let's do this um and i can tell you that uh probably three or four months in it, it got to a point where like man this is hard this is fucking you know and you didn't want to show that to anybody you just go home and you know I, my wife could tell you, she, you know, I'm like, I, it's just, I just don't want to make another decision. I don't want to, I don't want to think about anything. You know, I just need a, a moment, you know, where it's, where you don't have to figure something out. And uh, that was the, that was the the hardest part, but no, there was never, there was never hesitation. You know, the only hesitation, you know, I, there wasn't the, the, the hesitation didn't exist. It was, let's go, let, let's go. And, and that's what we did. And it, but it seems it seems like you've always kind of had that drive, Mike. From as long for as long as I've known you, and albeit a very short period of time, 
you, you've kind of, it, it just seems like, it just seems like you're always on to the next thing. And it's not like yeah. the cigar industry, what's new, what's new thing. Like right. it's this, it's like, how can we take this to the next level? How it can yeah. keep the momentum going and everything. And that's true. And this was kind of, I mean, this was, I mean, look, not just for you. I mean, the world, I mean, this was a huge, I mean, the biggest speed bump roadblock brick wall that any of us have ever seen. And, but yet you just, you just, there was just no, no hesitation. Just no, just keep going. No, man. You know, I'm never satisfied as crazy as it sounds, I guess. Uh, and I'm always pissed off. You know, I really am. I play it down and uh, I have a good time. And uh, but like, I'm just not for me, it's just not enough. You know, um, I don't know. There could be 20 million dollars in the bank. I don't think that that would at all slow me down. I'd be like, OK, how do we make it 200? You know, what's the next step? Uh, if you really want to take a really long time at, at, at making money, get in the cigar industry, because, man, uh, <laughs> I got to tell you, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. But um, it's a process. So, but yeah, no, I mean, I don't like to sit still. I mean, even, even on vacation, I go nuts. You know, uh, I tried stepping out and taking a break for a week and um, it's damn near impossible, man. I can't, I'm just not wired that way. I just want to go. I want to, I want to keep building. I want to keep doing things. I want things to operate as smoothly as possible. I know that that happens when I'm there. So, um, it's a blessing and a curse, I guess, you know, to never, never shut it off. Um, but I wouldn't have it any other way. And I don't think anybody else around me would have it any other way either. You know? Yeah. It's, I think it's the, you know, I'm, I've been accused of being a workaholic too. I think it's the, it's the, the brain never shuts off. Right. It's just always, you know, it's just always like, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? And um, like you said, Bless, blessing and a curse, you know, we, you know, there's, there's success, but there's also sacrifice on the other end of that too. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it doesn't shut off for me on anything. It, you know, it doesn't shut off for me on, on trying to, you know, be a, a great partner to my wife, be a great ki- uh, father to my kids, you know, like you always try and you always try and think of what the right things to say and, and, and the right things to do all the time. And you try and perfect it, you know, uh, it, I don't know, like, I've, I've always kind of been that way. I don't know. And I think that as I get older, it's just, I get more discouraged and I, and I get, and I just want to work harder. Um, where I guess I should be, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be doing that. I don't know. I should be chilling out a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's always kind of been my mentality towards everything. Even like the gym, the gym's a horrible, horrible addiction for me. I love, I love going, I love going all the time. I love learning about it. And, uh, I, I love, uh, I love pissing people off with that too. And, and, you know, having that good debate. So um, that's always, you know, that's just, that's just kind of, that's just who I am, I guess. You know, there is a very serious question that I wanted to ask you, Mike, and, and I don't want to spotlight it too much more than it's already been spotlighted. So I'm not going to discuss the insult that was lobbed yeah. um, at your branding of post yeah let's talk about it but i do want to talk about something because you and i are both fathers yeah and we both love our children Mm -hmm. and they're very they're they're very important part of our soul number one priority and i i gotta say from a spectator unfortunate spectator that i found myself in 
during the online barrage, if you will, and discussion, mm -hmm. endless, it seemed like endless and everything. Yeah. For a guy who's seemingly pissed off all the time, your mm -hmm. work's not mine. Right. I have to hand it to you for keeping your cool. Yeah, well, I appreciate that, you know. Um, How did you do it? You know, uh, it's, it's Chestnut Checkers, brother. It's Chestnut Checkers. And, um, you know, when, when, you, when you know you're about to throw it, when you lob that grenade and you know that uh, you, you know what's to come, um, you just, you tell everybody, you, not only you got to tell yourself to kind of hold the line, you got to tell everybody else around you to hold the line. Like, stop, not a word, not a word, let it go. Because you know that, you know that everything that's being said is false. You know, everything's being said is wrong. And, um, and you know that people can formulate their own opinions. So if you, if you want to go ahead and speak out and, and speak ill against me or, 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 or the people that I roll with, it may come back and look bad on you. So, uh, I don't think I needed to defend myself. I think that, um, some people are good at slitting their own wrists and their own throats. So. I think, and that's pretty much all I got to say about it. You know, um, it was pretty, you know, anything better than that. Some self-control. So it's chestnut checkers. Yeah. I didn't want to spend an hour on the discussion. Or yeah. Like I said, I didn't want to spend any more time spotlighting it than it already had. And that's why I'm not. Dude, talking. it's all. Yeah. I mean, to, to, I'll talk about any of it, man. None of it bothers me. I know you don't. I know you're, you're an open book, Mike, and I appreciate it. It's just like from that, that aspect of it was just, I, I don't know, like yep. hats off on the, on the. Thanks man. I appreciate the patience it. There, Barry, so. You make me feel so good. I'm like, you know, I'm a, I'm a, we're going to be done with this and uh, you know, you should join our podcast. You can be like our Baba Boo or something. Man. It'd be <laughs> fucking amazing. Well, no, no slept dicks around last on your, on your podcast either. So I guess I'd be welcome. Right. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> Well, I, I know I have to. You you promised me uh, you promised me a spot on. I just have to make my way, way down, which I was planning on doing last year. Thanks. thanks yes. For, thank you, COVID. Um, right. But then I would have gotten kicked out immediately because I would have been like, "Hey, I brought the cigar that you gave me," and then you would have been like, "Get the fuck out of here." So no, I mean, it wouldn't have gone out like that. I'd be like, just save that for later. Let's smoke something else. You know? Because I got some. I, sometimes I get some special stuff hidden around. You know, um, depending upon what's there. I think that. Um, I had a couple of SBC 20 test ones. I think the last two are gone though, as of today, but if you'd have made the trip, that, that could have definitely been something, you know, um, there's always, there's always, there's always some goodies. So I would never want you to say, Hey, you know, I gave this, you gave this to me two years ago. I'm going to smoke this now. I'm like, no oh, man, let's smoke something else. You, I did uh, um, in the last, uh, the last order from cigar hustler that I got um, when I got to finally try the war bear um, smoke those they were phenomenal. And then I, but I also got a Guaymaro. That was the first time sampling that cigar as well. And it's an amazing rustic. cigar man really really good rustic i call it I, I was like just this rustic goodness just yeah really 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 nice really nice as cigar. far as the san andreas concerned and the price point man that cigar is in my rotation every day it's you know it's the if i don't if i'm not smoking glamour i'm smoking neanderthal in the evening those are like my two you know my two go-tos to kind of finish the evening without question so um it depends upon uh, when I'm in the really in the mood for those HS has just dropped, so that that sucked up a little bit of room in the humidor. But uh, man, I'll tell you, I smoke that Guamro Corona uh, all the time, all the time. 
I, I have to say, like, I've been smoking more Neanderthal the last few months, mm-hmm. uh, grabbing them here and there and stuff. And I, okay. I, I uh, <laughs> oh, I've always loved the cigar. I've always loved the blend. Right, I know. Uh, <laughs> that's that's but, No, I was just going to say, I, 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 um, as much as it's great after like a really hearty meal or something like that, that kind of final cigar of the evening, I've, yeah. really, en- I've really been enjoying it like mid afternoon. Yeah. With, like a late, like a late afternoon cup of coffee or something. It just, yeah, that makes kinda, sense. Kind of gets you going, you know? Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, you know, there is no right way. That's the what's, what's kind of remarkable about this industry, right? A lot of people say, well, you got to do this, then this, then this. I mean, I, I tend to progress darker as I go throughout the day. I, I don't, but if I started darker and then I went lighter, I don't think that it would have any difference. You know, if I wanted to end with an EC Bradley kind of instead of begin with one, I, I have in the past and I'm like, damn, this is still really, really good. So I don't think that, you know, I think a, a midday San Andreas just shows how much of a boss you are. You know, I well, I think it's that's it, to your point about the EC being like a final cigar or something like it has to be a cigar like that. There's 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 few and far between those milder cigars that like you want to start your day with that you can end your day with even after smoking right. heavy. But there's some that just kind of get lost. Yeah, I, I, right. Because there's a lot of just good ones out there, you know. So is there a you, you mentioned the the gym a moment ago and your obsession with yes um have you have you always been uh, I'll, I'll use the word fiend have you always been a workout fiend seems like you want um, to take care of yourself yeah no i worked out for a long period of time in in my life uh especially through like high school and and kind of getting just kind of getting out of high school uh but i did i did stop for a period of time and uh the you know what really kind of put me back into that is when my father died my dad, he, he had a heart attack, uh, massive, just gone, you know, and for whatever reason, I was like, you know what, this would be better for me mentally if I put this back into rotation. And uh, so we looked for a gym, the, the best gym with the best kid care, you know, was the one that we wanted to go to. And we, I, we haven't looked back ever since, you know, it's, it's, it's my, my favorite place to go. You know, it's uh, I, I try my I try my best to keep it to an hour to two hours, you know, uh, and it's uh, it's 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 like it's like church room, you know, it's like going and just kind of relaxing. So. And yeah, just kind of beating the hell out of myself. I was running a quite a bit more and then COVID hit and I just started working more. And I mean, terrible, terrible excuse, terrible, terrible. But it's I, I mean, I remember the endorphins after a run and. I mean, it's not like I was running really long distance. I mean, we're talking like a two-mile run every day, you know, nothing crazy. Right. I mean, two miles, no joke. Two miles, oh, no joke. I wouldn't well, want to run two miles. A mile was a joke for a long time. The mile was right. like the was was literally the the moon to me. Right. At one point, I mean, just like that's never going to happen, and then it did, and then it just it then it developed into two miles, and then it kind of stayed there for up until you know COVID hit, which is. Um, definitely want to definitely looking to get back into it those like those endorphins yeah, are addicting addicting like i could say um it's kind of like macaroni and cheese it's just really addicting yeah exactly um exactly. so but speaking of carbs two yeah. questions two questions about the gym mm. um i want to i want to ask the carb question first but then the follow-up is the cigar so post-workout okay. i want to hear about i really want to dig dig into this this cereal thing that you were exploring because right. it was I think it caught a lot of people off guard, myself included. Um, but yes. I mean, I wasn't 
terribly judgmental like some people were. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be honest. I was just kind of flabbergasted more than anything else, I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, and then the second thing is I, I want to know if you have a post-workout cigar. But let's talk about the cereal thing. So you, to my understanding, and then correct me if I'm wrong here, post-workout, you would – this was daily. Yes. I don't know if you're still doing it. You were downing a box of cereal. Yes, I am still doing it. Okay. I have one week left. But yes, one week I'm left. So how many weeks did yeah. you do this? So how many? Nine weeks. Nine weeks. A box of cereal post-workout every day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Milk, milk too. No, man, you can't do milk. Okay. Sorry. See, so the milk. Okay. So okay. if you did, if you did that much milk, I mean, the, the pressure on your, on your GI tracts has got to be tr- tremendous. Okay. You know? Okay. Um, like, I don't, so it's with whey protein. Okay. So it's even worse than what you think. Right. So, and it's like chocolate whey protein because that tastes better than vanilla. I don't care. I tried the vanilla. It's just, it doesn't work, man. It just doesn't work for me. So, um, so, I mean, I got to give the guy credit that I, that I read and the real, the main guy that I kind of follow is, uh, his name is Dr. Scott Stevenson and he has this whole workout called fortitude training, which is awesome. Um, I looked into, I started, I wanted to get a book during COVID to, to learn more, you know, to, cause I, I always try and find books about fitness and, and, um, all types of things. Right. And I look up this book and I'm, I'm thinking that it's going to be like workout routines and stuff. It's called be your own bodybuilding coach. And it was like a hundred bucks on Amazon. I'm like, God damn, that's expensive. It's got to have some good stuff. So I bought it and uh, I started reading it. And I'm like, man, you know, this guy really knows his stuff. So I started listening to him on some podcasts and stuff. And uh, he started going into this whole, this detail about this, this, he calls it serial gains nation. And uh, it actually makes sense from a scientific standpoint. And, and the real argument is, uh, does nutrient time, is nutrient timing important or not, you know? So when you work out, if you don't have carbohydrates in your system, either pre or, you know, or kind of intra or post, you know, I would recommend pre and post. What happens is cortisol levels spike and cortisol levels are like, it's like that hormone that, uh, that kind of fight or flight, you know, where you start kind of being aware of everything and you and like your body is, you know, saber tooth tigers coming type of a scenario, right? Like you kind of wake up the problem with, with your cortisol levels when they rise is that your body goes into panic mode, right? So panic mode means I'm going to store fat. I'm going to survive as long as I possibly can. Uh, uh, there's no need for me to, to, to grow or any, any type of, you know, more, develop more muscle. So carbohydrates kind of keep that in check. Now, when you take, when you try and, and create protein synthesis and you try and consume, uh, consume a massive amount of calories, the, the, the ratio should be three carbohydrates per one gram of protein. So uh, a box of cereal is anywhere between, I don't know, like 240 to 300 carbs, depending upon what you're, what you're smoking, what you're eating and what size of the box. And I try and consume 120 grams of protein post-workout because you're trying to get, I'm trying to get 250 grams of protein in per day. So you instantly feed the body. You say, Hey, look, life is good. You're covered. Go ahead and grow. And if, if you can grow, like the, the goal was to grow at least one pound of lean mass for every one pound of body fat that I gained. And I can tell you that the ratio so far has not been one-to-one. It's actually been probably one to maybe about a half of body fat, half a pound of body fat. So it's exceeded my expectations. Um, and then what I'll do is I'll do a cut phase and I'll try and lose some body fat. Uh, 
by actually changing my workout to, instead of doing four, four days a week of, of weightlifting, I'll do three days plus two days of cardio, very low, like kind of walking cardio on like an empty stomach. to like, try and lower those fat, fat levels. So, well, I mean, nine weeks into this, you obviously haven't ballooned. So yeah. I mean, right. So, right. That's kind of the remarkable thing, right? Well, so if I, and I, I don't cut any out of any other meals. Like this doesn't, this isn't a meal replacement. This is an additional, like, you know, 1500, 2000 calories on top of everything else that I'm eating. So um, if the theory is sound, you know, if the theory wasn't sound, I would be looking for new pants sizes at this point, you know? Um, but, you know, I could tell you that I'm definitely a lot stronger. You know, unfortunately, the stomach bug has definitely thrown a wrench into things on this past week. Um, I'm, I'm going to be curious to see where I kind of clock in at uh, for my next weigh-in. I'm, I'm sure I'll be down significantly, but um, I'll still try my best to finish strong for the end of the week. So what's been the go-to cereal over the nine weeks? I like to mix it up. I like to mix it up. Lucky I Charms saw the picture. Is, I saw the variety. So, I mean, yeah. Throw, Lucky Charms is a good go-to. Fruity Pebbles is probably the easiest. Um, so I enjoy Fruity Pebbles. Frosted Flakes sometimes, but the box is a little bit bigger. So it can get, it can get tough. Um, I've been throwing some cookie crisps in there every once in a while. So, you know, you gotta have, it's a spice of life. You gotta have options. Yeah. It was just when you started posting about it, I was like, this is, this is just. This is insane. Like, yeah. But I mean, I knew you worked out a lot. So, I mean, I was like, I was like, okay, he's not going to like, I didn't think you'd be, would balloon. Um, But I was like, you know, you're, you're obviously burning through it. It just, yeah. But I'm sorry, a second ago, you said you, how many grams of protein a day? 216? 250 and try to get 250 in. 215, 250 grams of protein. Yeah. Isn't that like. A lot. 20 chicken breasts. Maybe. I don't know. Well, if you, I'm banging out 120 out of that one meal, which is nice. So then you only got to bang out another 120, 130. So I have oatmeal in the morning with like collagen peptides. So that's another 30. Uh, I have steak every day. So that's probably another 40. Uh, I do a chicken with a, with uh, potatoes. So that's probably another 30. Then I have a dinner, which is probably another chicken or uh, I mean, it's usually chicken or steak or something. Sometimes we do, we've done crab legs a couple of times, stuff like that. So it's a lot. It's a lot of food. It's a lot of food. The pro, the protein alone. I mean, it's taking the cereal out of it for two seconds. That's just a lot of protein too, man. But yeah, I mean, but yeah, you're but balancing it, like you said. So, if you want to grow, that's what you got to do, man. Like that's the hard, like that's the hardest concept I think that people struggle with. You know, um, is eating. You know, it's so funny because the kids, the kids want an ice cream today because usually on Sunday I get them ice cream. And I'm getting ice cream. And the guy, the, the, there's a young kid checking, checking me out, getting the, give me the ice cream. He's like, Hey man, so you lift? I was like, yeah. He goes, what, what can I do? What, am, what? And he's like, he's skinny. He's like, you know, what, what can I do to grow? So you got to eat, man. You got to eat. You got to eat a ton of food. And that's what it takes. Awesome. So, so post, post, is there, is there a post cigar? Post-workout cigar that you yeah i mean there was you know to be honest for the longest time there was a post cigar i would i'd light up as soon as i got out of the gym um and it would be an easy brotherly kindness that's how i start my day you know I, however i'm i'm starting to gear towards this theory of i probably shouldn't put any toxins in my body probably like the first two hours of me working after me working out 
Like the body needs everything, especially if I'm eating a whole box of cereal, right? right. So let's kind of give it, I try and hold out for two hours. Sometimes I don't, but uh, I don't smoke on the way to work right now. So, um, uh, you know, I just, and it's just theoretical. I don't, I don't have that, I don't have that based on anything, but I'm like, well, if I'm lessening oxygen in my system, I'm sure that, you know, you need oxygen at the time. That's another thing, major mistake people do is, you know, they have a lot of antioxidants around their workout. Um, you don't want to do that either because taking oxygen away from your body actually stops a receptor that tells your body that muscles are torn and you need to grow. You need to rebuild. So you need to take your, you know, your, your antioxidants further away from your workout. It's just crazy to think that all those carb carbohydrates aren't just aren't just superfluous that they're actually going to work. You well, know? yeah, you know, dude, you know, we live in this world of you know keto is the way and all this shit. Like, um, yeah, it's a great way to 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 kind of burn fat, I guess, to some degree. Um, but you're not going to look good, in my personal opinion. I think what happens is when you have too much protein in your system and you don't build any muscle and you lose fat, you get like this kind of skinny fat look, right? Like you have a lot of protein in your skin and it's, it's like this flabby kind of, mm, you know, like, and then, then in order to get rid of that, you got to kind of intermittently fast, kind of starve yourself so that your body takes that protein out of your skin and tightens it back up. The mistakes that you make and the shit that you kind of learn as, as you kind of start doing this is, uh, is, is amazing. And you kind of realize how many people are really full of shit. It's kind of like the cigar industry, you know? And um, there's there always, it, like, it's, like, I can compare everything to gym and cigar industry, you know, because those are the two worlds that I live in. So, you know, it's like, oh, well, how do I lose weight? You know, oh, diet and exercise. That's it? Okay, great, you know? I'm like, how do I make a good cigar? Well, you know, you get good tobacco and that's it. And then you got to sell it. Oh, no, no, it's not that simple. There's so much more shit to it, you know? Um, so, uh, it's, it's remarkable, you know, it really is. And, um, yeah. And, you know, it's cool. Cause you know, like, uh, there are some people that, you know, like Ash Queen and Sam and, you know, a couple of people that, that work out and we always talk about those sorts of things. So, um, it, it's fun to be kind of controversial with them and, you know, cause everybody kind of walks the, the, the beat of their own drum, you know, and, uh, I like, you know, I like having those conversations with people and kind of challenging uh, their points of view. There is no hundred percent. This is the way type of an answer, you know? So I find that uh, really fascinating as well. To, to take a step and segue into like Pastania a little bit. Um, you know, we, we've talked a little bit about it so far, but kind of wanted to do a little bit of a deeper dive here mm -hmm. um, with the past year and everything. But this, just to go back to your comments have been really consistent over the years about it's, it's good tobacco, good tobacco, good tobacco. And I was having this conversation with someone the other day about about you specifically and about your uh, th their their phrasing of it and was he's uh, the way that Mike phrases the way that Mike approaches cigar manufacturing kind of undermines the the uh, the intense nature of the the cigar industry and all the you know all that goes into it and I and I had to disagree with them. And, and I'm not just saying this because I'm talking to you tonight, but I, I was like, I was like, no, because you're, I was like, you're, you're missing half of his comment. Cause I was like, cause I'm almost, 
verbatim, I can quote you on this. You, you say it all the time. You're like, it's all about good tobacco. All the hard shit happens before. That's the part that people miss. Is right. that you talk about all the hard you, you you don't you actually purposely don't at least it's on purpose to me you on purpose don't talk about all the hard shit that happens to before you get to the table, right? You feel that's where it's gotten easy because you have good materials to work with, right? Therefore, the 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 process is a lot simpler because all the hard work has already happened. Is that characterizing right. you correctly, dude? I mean, you nailed it right on the head. The the, the fact of the matter is that not only is that where all the hard shit happens. But I'm the I'm going to be totally honest with you and say that I don't know any of that shit. You know, like I haven't spent 20 years in the field. You know, um, I always use this as like a, as an analogy, because I remember there was one day that uh, I was in Esteli with Skip and Esteban and we were rolling to a couple of factories. And I think that they were looking at broadleaf or something. And, you know, he looks at he picks up this pilone and, he, you know, he's looking at the leaf. It's kind of bunched up and he spreads one out and I'm looking at it with him and I'm like, Oh, that's nice. And he's like, Mierda. I'm like, okay, that sucks. I guess, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. So I don't have that expertise. So I, and I would never ever try and personify that. I do have those expertise. I just like to work with the people that know what the hell they're doing and guys that won't burn, me, you know? So yeah, that's, that's all the heart. That's the majority of the hard part. Right. Um, you know, if you have if you don't have high quality tobacco and and you can make a great cigar out of something that's mid range, then, you know, kudos to you. I mean, you know, that's that's amazing. You're probably one of, I don't know, maybe five people, you know. In my opinion. I, yeah, and that, that was something that I was when I was in this discussion and and, and they weren't necessarily they weren't necessarily angry with you or anything like it wasn't it, it was a negative conversation and and but I, I think it was just a misunderstanding of where you sit and where where you come from on a couple. I'm of just things. misunderstood there. I'm just misunderstood. <laughs> um, no, and I, I think I think that's a I think that's a fair assessment of you because I think a lot of people just see the I see like you said like the outward persona that you put on, but I think if. If you, like I said, if you sit and you have a conversation with you for like an hour, or if you listen to Cigar Hustlers podcast, like through all the bullshit and the, you know, the, the back and forth that you and Palmer do, you know, it's entertaining. Like you said, you like to bring entertainment, which is great. But at the same time, you also, um, you also bring about a really, really honest dialogue to the cigar industry from, right. from all aspects. Right. Yeah. Um, and good. No, go ahead, please. And, you know, the reality is um, the cigar industry, the biggest problem in the cigar industry is all the intrinsic apathy. You know, um, I've heard that before somewhere from somebody and that uh, just kind of stuck with me. So I, you, I think that that's that really does happen a lot. I think that there, you know, a lot of people kind of uh, they're disorganized or, you know, there's there's more there's more bullshit than, than what needs to be. Um, and, you know, you can be a great guy and you can, you know, you can be awesome to your consumers and, and, and really kind of be a powerhouse in this industry uh, just by being yourself. And I wish more people did that because I think that as time continues to progress, it's really easy to see the bullshit, you know, I'm like, man, this kind of, I mean, this, this is like straight out of WWE shit, like what, what I'm experiencing right now, you know? Um, when a lot of these people have a lot of knowledge and uh, if they were just legit hundred percent of the time, you know, 
they they'd be even bigger than who they are. So, but a lot of those things that you rely upon, you know, took like we like we said at the top of the show, it kind of took took a really big hit this year because of because of just the nature of COVID and what it, the difficulties that it possessed. And like you said, you are a very small, you know, out of the million cigars, which is small enough that Nika Swain right. produces, you're 50,000, which is right. much smaller. Um, congratulations, I can do math. Um, um, so how did like affecting, you know, missing a missing a trade show and how did that how did that affect the momentum that you've created the last few years with the brand did it affect um you know i don't think that it really did affect us you know because like you said we aren't huge we are we are kind of like a microcosm in, in this in this industry you know and um we have great support from consumers in general and you know the guys that that smoke our stuff love our stuff uh, the guys that listen to us and, uh, you know, enjoy uh, our conversations, um, they're, they, they continue to be loyal, you know, and I think that, you know, you do see from a lot of times when a guy isn't extremely loyal to a brand and uh, if they ran out of product, they wouldn't go back. They'd replace it with something else. I don't really see that with our brand. I think that I could be out of something for a long period of time. And when it comes back in stock, it's all sold. So I've really, really had that experience for the most part um, with Postania through COVID. You know, the one thing that did change is I didn't want to aggressively call and pursue uh, retailers, you know, like, because I didn't know what was going on with them. I didn't know where they were in the state and, and like what their regulations were. I didn't know if, what they were holding on to. Uh, and I didn't want to be some guy that they, that they would interpret me as some guy calling to make a sale. So I would check in and say, hey, how are things? How are you doing? Or whatever the case may be. But then I would let it go. If they didn't want to buy something, I, you know, I wouldn't say, hey, you need anything? Or like, I just couldn't get myself to do it. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, what's really kind of funny is um, a lot of those guys are, you know, that didn't have that great contact are kind of picking back up here on the tail end. They're like, hey, you know, what's going on? I, you know, I need to re-up on some stuff. We're, you know, we're, we're rolling again and, you know, uh, we're open. So um, for me, that kind of worked out, you know, I, and it's not, you know, and it's not like I, I, I'm not, if I had it all, it's not like it would stop me from, from selling it personally out of my store or me smoking it, you know, um, I'll never discount my product, never do it because I'd never, I'd never want to hurt another retail, you know. I know what it's like to be a small, small fish in a big pond. So retailers that want to work with me, I got their backs, you know, um, as long as they have mine. So, um, yeah. That brings up a really interesting conversation that you and I had a few, a few months ago. Um, and I hope you don't mind me bringing it up. I don't think it's terribly private because I think you're, you're pretty adamant about this point publicly a lot. Um, and, the, you know, I asked you, I said, hey, I wanted to purchase some war bears. Um, would you prefer that I go through you or would you, is there someone that you have in mind? And you said, I, I don't care, man. Go, everybody eats. That was your comment. Right. Everybody eats. Go ahead, you know. Yeah. And I said, okay. And I even, I even cracked the joke. I said, okay, you said, I expected you to say that. And you're like, well, I, right. and you, and 
you just kind of stayed stayed the course on that you're like hey no what, whatever you whatever you want to do yeah um it, it kind of goes back to that point you were making about like just you know being loyal to to, to your retailers not messing with price doesn't matter if you, you're going to sell it to your point right it doesn't matter and if you want to give your business to somebody else like you said it just it's right one hand washes the other right yeah. Uh, you know, everybody eats is a statement that I make a lot, you know, and I'm a big believer in it. And, um, you know, if I have uh, three and you have one, we both have two, you know, it's just that simple for me take care of the people that, that take care of you. And, you know, we'll get through, we'll get through life together. It's just that, you know, there's, there's no trick to that. There's no, there's no, you know, um, I mean, one of my favorite movies is uh, it's a wonderful life. And I don't know if you've ever really? seen it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love it. Are you kidding me? But really, yeah. that's one of your favorites? Oh, I torture my wife every year when it comes on. We watch it, you know. Uh, I, you know, I actually made a little little cigar. Uh, that's It's a little barber pole. It's an Ecuadorian Connecticut Candela. It looks like this little bomb. Um, <clears throat> one of my former employees brought me this old mold that I brought down in Nicaragua, and we made, made the cigar from it, and I called it the 320 Sycamore which is actually the address for the old drafty house in it's a wonderful life. Yeah. So I made them and I gave them out around Christmas time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, um, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, it's an amazing movie. It's, it's super powerful. Right. You know, you have this guy, George Bailey, who's at wit's end, you know, um, but he's taking care of everybody his whole life. And when, when, when the times really got tough, uh, everybody rallied. Right. So, um, I mean, that's well, it's a great metaphor for life without question. So, uh, you know, if, if somebody supports our brand and they have war bear, you know, uh, because of that, then, uh, yeah, buy from them. Don't buy from me. I would prefer you bought from them, you know, so because I want to see them succeed, too. I'm not going anywhere. So I don't want them to go anywhere either. So your your uh, your lovely wife Brittany uh, had our back in the chat a moment ago uh, on a comment. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, so so it sounds like she would be uh, she would be right there in the the building and loan with you, and she'd be like, "I've got four thousand right here." <laughs> sorry, sorry. She she would be. Yeah. Uh, awesome. I don't know what she said. No, mm. she had her back. That's all good. She didn't say anything. That's you awesome. know, I said along. You know, one of uh, one time during you know on one of my. I don't do a lot of uh, relationship posts, um, but, you know, when I do them, I try and make them count. And, you know, one of the things I always said uh, was, you know, it, it, when you want it, when you find a partner, don't find the partner that's going to reload for you. Find the one that's going to shoot first. And, uh, you know, she's every bit of that. So she's, she's got my back. And, you know, there's sometimes like, stop, calm, calm down. Just calm down. It's going to relax, relax. You're, you're making me look silly. You're going to, you're going to take care of my lightweight for me. You know, what are you doing? So um yeah you know this coming from the guy who's pissed off all the time you're again yeah, your yeah. words not mine yeah, so. yeah it's true. <laughs> calm down I'm gonna... it's true it's true so, you mentioned the 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 uh the homage to uh, it's a wonderful life the cigar that you made but you mm -hmm. reminded me of the uh, another project that has nothing to do with Postania or actually nothing to do with Nico Suena that you've kind of you've kind of rallied behind and that's the the Carol Baskins by Cordoba and Morales yeah yeah, yeah, that just kind of happened, huh? Yeah, what 
talk to me about like how did you i mean i know you've got a relationship with those guys and everything but like how did how did the i mean you've kind of been their champion man like what's yeah how that how the whole project happened how did you get involved and and, and it's doing great it's doing it is. fantastic it's crazy. you know um i'm a big believer in, in always capitalizing on opportunity you know and um so we needed a cigar you know every we do a, a meeting every week with with our all employees and um it's called a, a wig meeting and uh, that stands for wildly important goals. It's, you know, stuff that I've learned off the Stephen Covey books and the Covey family and stuff. And I'm like, okay, so it's important for me so that they know exactly what's going on with the business. Here we are with our numbers, as far as percentage wise, here we are with lead indicators, things that you guys should be doing in order to help achieve those numbers. And um, what can I do for you? What is it that I can do to make your life easier? And, um, you know, and it could be something as simple as, hey, you know what, uh, my feet hurt and I, I need some cushions over beyond the register or, you know, um, it would be really easier if we had another trash can here or whatever the case may be. Like, I want to make their job as easy for them so that, you know, they, they're not, you know, uh, working extra, you know, they're efficient as possible. And, and because of that, it, you know, it reflects like, you know, they, they're appreciative of me and I'm appreciative of them. Right. Uh, so one day, uh, one of the guys said, hey, you know, we really need a triple barber pole. So, you know, my brother and I are like, oh, we know who can handle that. Just call Z. Z has a triple barber pole, no problem. Uh, so we called Z and said, hey, man, we need a triple barber pole. We got some, I guess we got some customers looking for it. And uh, I think it'd be great here. And he's like, sure, no problem. You know, get you some bundles. Sends over the bundles. Uh, and then, our, you know, our crew does, does their Facebook social media posts, you know, start promoting and stuff. And... Uh, Apparently, there's a cigar that is the same that you can get at the Black Label Tra Trading Company factory, and uh, we really pissed them off. Um, I don't think that they're still mad. You know, I, I, I have nothing but love and respect for, for James and Ange. Um, but they, you know, they, they took what was really kind of something very small and something that would be in, in a local shop, and they made it like on this super public forum. Um, so then I had everybody ask it before. So then I picked up the phone and I asked Z, I was like, how many can you make? And, uh, you know, he told me how many you can make, how fast they, they, would, they would arrive. And um, I said, all right, I'll take them. And, you know, we started selling them to every single retailer, you know, um, that wanted them. And uh, they, they still do really, really well. It's a great cigar. It's got a good price point. And um, it's not the same cigar. It has nothing to do with them. It's not even... Uh, remotely close in the flavor profile you know i've never smoked their cigar um but it was no harm on our end and uh we had no, no nobody had intentions on on trying to emulate them whatsoever but uh it's a good cigar and it does well so and it and it got a it got a pretty decent rating too from how it did it got, it got like a solid b yeah like 85 so yeah I mean, yeah, anytime that you're in the 80s, even mid, I would say mid 80s. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's a, I mean thank God Charlie didn't do it because he'd be like, you know, hint, hints of schmegma and, you know, all types of fucking crazy, you know, baseball gloves, that flavor profile. And, you know, it's an amazing cigar, but uh, he would have rated like a 30 or something, you know, which there and again probably would have done very well because everybody's like, what does a 30 taste like? You know? what I, I have to say about ratings and stuff like when someone gives something like a really bad rating it's like you have to try it mm -hmm. it's like, is it really that bad oh man I got, let me see what that tastes like. like 
well, for example, I don't mean, I don't mean to necessarily throw. I'm not throwing them under the bus because I actually like the cigar. But um, you know, I'm a big fan of Enrique's Cejas's the Matilda lines. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. carry them or anything, but I, I really like the cigars and I smoke them, you know, pretty regularly. And you know, one of their cigars got a, a 79, which is very rare in cigar aficionado. They don't really go below that 80 threshold, right? Right. At least in publication. But it had right. like a 79. I was like, mm. what? Like, I I smoke that cigar all the time. I, I smoke a 79. Like, right. it's not a 79 to me. It's not a 79. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it, it's just one of it's just one of those things that kind of catches your attention. And and had I not smoked that cigar, I think I would have pursued it just because I could be like, that's the lowest rating I've ever seen out of the publication. I have to go try right. the cigar now. But, you know, it's really kind of remarkable, I think, and what people don't really uh, consider is like, you know, if you like the, the person you, you might like, you're probably going to like the cigar. You know, I think that there's that kind of mental connection um, for whatever reason. You know, and there's a reason why branding is so important in every industry, you know, because it makes it taste better. So um, and to say that that's not that's not the case in the cigar industry is ignorant, you know. Um, and I think that that happens with review people if review. If, if something strikes them on the image or or or, uh, or the branding or uh, the person who made the cigar or whatever, it's probably going to affect their opinion on it. And, uh, you know, I don't think that uh, I'm above that, unfortunately, you know. Um, cause there are some, there are some brands that I, I have a pass with and sometimes I smoke their cigars and I'm just like, man, it just tastes like betrayal. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it just does for, to me. And I can't get, I can't get that taste out of my mouth. And, um, it's true, man. It's true. It's true. It's like betrayal. It does. Oh, it man. does. As much as I want to get over it. I can't, I fucking can't. And you know, and it shows. I'm sorry. It's just, it's just true. It's true. <laughs> uh, undertones of betrayal. Undertone, yeah. Yeah. It's so, got a finish of betrayal. A new, a new, nuance, a little soup, yeah, a nuance. soup song, a soup song of, of. Yeah. Of, Some people taste of, fruity pebbles. I, I taste emotions. Let's <laughs> taste sad. Just cigar like sad tastes like cigar. It has a lot of iron in it from the blood that came out of the wound in my back. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's got this copper taste. Tastes like a soul. This is what it is, brother. So, you know, like, and I don't think that anybody could really say, I mean, they'll say that that's total bullshit, but it's, it's, look, man, you know, the mind is a powerful thing, a very powerful thing. No, 100%. No, it's, it's, it's like those, um, you know, it's like when, you know, because I I mean, I've reviewed cigars for Cigar Cigar Dojo on occasion and, and, uh, and, you know, I'll, I'll put flavor notes in there and, and uh, I'll, someone will be talking to me about, Hey, I read your review. And, you know, I didn't really taste that before, but after I read it, you know, I started, you know, I started, I knew what you're talking about. I started picking that right. up and, and it, that's, that's not a knock. I think they're, I think they're, I think people are influenced are, are right. influenced by the power of suggestion sometimes, or it's right. It's like that one thing that you can't pinpoint sometimes. That's the right. way I look at it. It's like, man, what is that? And then right. some, that's betrayal is what it is. That's it's it betrayal. Is. Exactly. That's, that's what, what it is. tastes <laughs> So, but you know, it, it, you know, going back to to the to the half wheel rating that you got now. Now this isn't half wheel itself. They're they're compiling data, but something that you do perform well year in year out is you've performed really well on the consensus on several years. The yeah. Itself. Um, you know that's that's, that's got to be a that's got to be a, a pretty good feather in the cap. 
Sure. Yeah. I didn't even know it did perform well in the consensus, to be honest. Um, well, over the years, yeah. it's, po- it's popped up. It's popped up a few times. It's, you, you know, know, it's not, it's, so- always- it's not soccer in the top, you know, top three every year, but yeah. you know, it's pretty yeah. good. Well, you know, um, like I said, we, you know, we do a good job taking care of our consumers, you know, and it's, it's one thing to just kind of always be engaged with them, but it's, it's another thing to actually give a shit and, you know, um, and really kind of know them, right. Uh, to, to the degree that they want to be, known, you know, um, but you know, that relationship, those relationships always come at a cost, you know, uh, my phone rings all the time. You know, my, I get text messages through the wee hours of the night and, uh, you know, I, and I'm grateful for it, you know, but it's, it's, it's part of this industry, you know? Um, and I think because of that, that's, that's where it would, it would click on the consensus. That's why, you know, um, it makes sense to me, you know? So yeah, I get it. Well, um, to come back to to bring it back into this the past year's frame uh, frame of time, you know, time time frame and everything, you know what you know. Again, it being such a small footprint and such a small factory and everything. Did you and you said you you said yourself you didn't want to pursue any accounts. Did you open any new accounts and and then was production affected on your end at all? Was or was your blueprint so small that it 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 wasn't. Uh, production was definitely affected, um, especially when it came to like um, producing LEs and stuff like that. Um, I, I think I did open up a couple new accounts, like three or four new accounts, because uh, I'm always kind of rallying for the little guy. You know, uh, if somebody's like, "Hey, you know, I heard about your product and I want to start carrying it," uh, I'm usually down. I'm like, "All right, cool. Well, you know." What do you want? Okay, that's cool. Let's write that down. I can send you of that 12 boxes. I can send you three right now, but I want to give them to you. And, you know, I, I understand that it's a small footprint for the time being, but let's get going. I hope that it helps you sell. I hope that, you know, you get recurring customers because of it and, you know, I'm down. So uh, that did happen. That did happen this year um, or last year. Uh, not as much as I think it would have happened if there was no pandemic, but it doesn't, doesn't matter. Cause I didn't really have, I mean, I don't really have products really. So, uh-huh. so, um, so you opted to not go to TPE this year, uh, both right. as a retailer and a brand owner. Um, yeah. But I mean, it kind of, to what your, I mean, the point you just made a moment ago, I mean, it sounds like it, it was almost unnecessary from a, from a manufacturing standpoint, because like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing more, uh, there's nothing worse than putting a hundred grand on backwards. You know what I mean? Um, I'm like, yeah, it's coming. You know, and you know, that's there. There's complications there, obviously, with with COVID. There's complications, obviously, with fitting me in an Nico I mean, and then there's probably complications with me too, as far as uh, as exceeding, you know, as my expectations grow with the company. You know, I don't think that. I think sometimes I. Uh, I don't think that I'm aware of what I'm actually capable of, you know, and I think that uh, I'm, uh, I, I'm probably more timid than I should be when it comes to production numbers. You know, I should say, all right, well, let's just, let's do this, you know? Um, but you know, when the, when the checks get bigger and the numbers get bigger, uh, you do have a tendency to get a little more nervous. You're like, oh, okay, well let's, 
let's let's hold off on that. You know, let's 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 not do that much or whatever the case may be. See, that sounds more like a Greg answer than a Mike answer, though. Yeah, I mean, it's that's true. You know, um, that is a fair statement. Um, but it all kind of ends on me, right? When it comes to sales and production or just sales in general, um, he's not that guy. I'm always that guy. So I know that I'm the guy that's always taking the shot. So if I'm always taking the shot, maybe I have an off day that day, you know, or whatever the case may be. Um, and sometimes you're just not sure of yourself, you know, uh, I wish I, I wish I was hundred percent sure of myself all the time, but, but I guess I'm not, you know, well, but you've said you've said on occasion that Posani is really at the level that you want to be at. You know, you you're not necessarily it, 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 not to pit your own words against you, even though you how you said you're always looking for the next step and you're always looking to build a momentum. That doesn't always necessarily mean in absolutely everything that you do. Like you, I've heard you say that you you like where Postania is at as a brand. That's true. Size. That's true. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, there are times when I'm when I'm really happy. You know, I'm always appreciative of where we're at. Um, and then there, there's always there's always that moment where you're like, man, I can do so much more. Man, I could I could really really step this up. You know, uh, you know. Um, but uh, navigating through those waters sometimes can be complicated, and um, making sure that you do it the right way, uh, and make make sure that you keep everybody happy that you work with is is also important too. So. Um, I could tell you that my, the way that I currently feel, um, I want to do more. I want to build more and I want, I want to become, um, bigger now than, than, than I have been in the past. So are, are there any designs on cigar hustler, um, you know, expanding its locations, like multiple locations? No, I mean, I've thought about that. Retail stuff, man. Retail is, is brutal. And, um, you know, if I go West, I, you know, it, it, it's going to be problematic and that's probably where I want to go. Um, like Western Florida or Western. Yeah. Western, okay. you know, more West into Florida, more Orlando wise. Um, I'd probably need more money to make it what I wanted it to be, to be honest. Um, you know, so yeah, that's that, you know, and when you start thinking of those factors, it's like, well, you know, can I, should where, so if you have X, where, you know, where, where's that money belong the most, where it's the most advantageous. So, um, that's kind of, that's always kind of been the debate. That's the, the debate every day. It's like, okay, well, what, what's next? You know, um, we bought we bought the building where we're at uh, a few years ago, you know, because we didn't want any when our landlord was leaving, we didn't want a new person to come and say, OK, no smoking, you know, um, that was a big chunk, you know, um, you continue to invest in 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 the brand that that's always a big chunk when that check goes in. Um, you know, I, I would love to have a, a liquor license one day, but shit, I can't find one and they're, you know. $350,000 in, in Volusia. So I don't know if that's ever something that, that would happen. So like, you know, you always consider what the next step is and what can you afford to do um, every day, every day. And where's going to be your maximum kind of output? You know, where's, gonna, where's your best ROI going to be? So 
I don't want to ask too much of a leading question here, but with T21, you know, now the law of the land, you know, I mean, did that per, did that basically wipe out any chance of you thinking about maybe say Gainesville or Tallahassee, you know, college towns that have a really nice population, but now, you know, the, the smoking age is kind of, you know, kind of bitch a little bit. I mean, uh, that's something that doesn't really scare me. It's more, you know, for me, it's, I don't believe that I could run something two hours away from me or whatever. I think that it's something that you need to be at all the time. And uh, I'm not really prepared to uproot and, and stay at some place, you know, seven days a week, that's going to be two or three hours away from my family. So that's more of a deciding factor. I would rather be close to home. Um, and I think that there's opportunity in this area if I did decide to do that. So you know, I don't think that there's a need to go that far, at least not now. Because you're, you're a Seminole College alum, right? Sanford, right? That's where Yeah, I went, I, I did. I went to, I went to Seminole, Seminole State. And um, yeah, I guess I'm alum. I don't know. The, my AA showed up in the mail one day. I was like, okay, cool. You know? Um, is that too close? Is Because Sanford's not that far from Deltona. I mean, was that too, is that too close to home? Would that cut into your current? No, um, I'm fascinated by geography, you know, in right. terms of cigar retail. So that's, I apologize. We're going down this. this no, but you know, um, there's a couple of good places in Sanford and I wouldn't want to press on them. You know, uh, celery city is like a, a, a liquor is like a bar. That's also a cigar place. So, uh, I got to, you know, kudos to my boy, Jimmy out there. You know, he's working really hard. I, I wouldn't want to press on him. Uh, executive cigar lounge is down there as well. So, you know, there's already a couple of cigar places in Sanford. Um, you know, I think that there's, you know, other, other areas that are probably on the outskirts of Orlando that could probably use more attention. Um, that would be closer to towards, you know, closer towards home and, uh, and have that kind of an impact where it's a local place where people can go have a cigar, maybe a couple of drinks before they go home or maybe come out with their wives, you know, to enjoy themselves and then go home, not be that far from, from, from their house, you know? I mean, the pro I mean, the problem is Florida. I mean, the cigars per capita. I mean, it's it's not as bad as like Atlanta, where it's like the cigar capital of the world, you know, in terms of retail or, or locations, but it's pretty, pretty dense in Florida. I mean, so it's, it's, it's probably got a hard to pick those spots. Sure. I mean, any business is complicated. Any business has, you know, are, already has some kind of foothold, unless you're creating something that's brand new. So um, yeah, that's true. But uh, there's always potential. You can always do something better, you know? So, Mike, thanks for that. I think we're going to go into our uh, two of our more fun segments for the evening. This is two okay. of my, my favorite. Uh, I love I love these next two segments, and they're, they're just a lot of fun. Um, and uh, so the first one is, of course, our One Must Go, which is always brought to you by United Cigars, featuring La Giana Havana and distributors of Jose Dominguez, Bandolero, Garofalo, and the highly acclaimed Atabay and Byron line. So smoke one today and start living united. And as every every single take on Los Fumar takes, our guest is brought to you by United Cigar as well. So thanks uh, to United Cigar for having uh, Mike out with us today. So um Really, so the one must go is a very simple concept. So you, Mike, you're returning guest as we've uh, uh, suggested earlier, and we're uh, we're talking about. It. It's been almost a hundred takes um, since uh, since we had you back, and I really appreciate you coming back on tonight. But um, so this is a new newer segment to you, but not necessarily to the show. But so the idea is, I give you three options, um, and you have to kick one to the curb. Pretty easy. All right. Okay. So. Um, it sounds so simple. 
It is. It is very simple. So, but it, this one's going to be a difficult decision for you. I have to admit, because okay. you you like to bust balls. I do. You do. You're a world champion okay. ball buster. World Something champ. It's, yeah, it's one of the things I really like about you, and that's with absolute sincerity. I appreciate um, that. And there are several targets that make it easy on themselves in some cases, and yeah, you, you certainly take advantage of it as the world champion should, right? Right. So. Sometimes you need a layup. Exactly. So there's three mm-hmm. people that I had in mind here that are, uh, I would imagine, are, are, are three of your, you know, three of your favorites to, okay. to, to bust some balls. So okay. one, one's got to go. Who's okay. it going to be? It's up to you. So the choices are. Okay. Your brother. Okay. My brother. <laughs> Char- Char- Charlie Minato. Okay. And Mike Palmer. <laughs> Bye, Greg. See you later. So you you would never no. So the point is you would never you would never bust his balls again over. Oh, oh, that's that's the see, that's oh, the crux okay. of it. So you would never you would Ooh. never you could mm. never bust one of these guys' balls ever again. That's that. See the world you champions know, got the crux now. You got to figure okay, it out. Okay, you know what? You want to know who's? I I would let Charlie Monado off the hook. You you would let Charlie off the hook, huh? Because you 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 know why? Because um, I don't attack him as often as I attack the other two. And I would really miss that on on a daily basis. So to the point of our previous discussion a moment ago, isn't that just geography though? <laughs> it is. It really is. It's just a simple, simple geography behind it. If Charlie was was closer, then it would make it a lot harder. But yeah, because of the fact that he's so far away. Yeah. Charlie, I would be okay with letting Charlie go. I mean, obviously you, you spend an enormous amount of time with these other two. You know, you have a podcast with Mike, you know, you're in business with Greg. So it, it, it's, you know, it, you know, they, they kind of present themselves with the opportunity, I suppose. Um, but what is it about your relationship specific? I mean, those are two very strong relationships you have, My, mm-hmm. you know, Mike too and, and, and Greg. Yeah. What, you know, what is it about those, those strong relationships that allow you to have this very unique facet to it where you can just just go after each other all the time? Because I, I imagine it's a two-way street. I don't know, I don't know your brother at all. Right. So, but um, you know, I've you know, I've listened to enough cigar hustler podcasts so I I've I've seen the back and forth that you and Mike go after. Well, uh I think it's simple, man. You know, the uh the objective is the same. You know, we're always on the same page. Uh and we always know where each other's kind of hearts are, you know. Um if we thought if if for one second I thought that anything was trying to really be malice, um then we'd have an issue. But like I think that at this point, if I don't say anything, if I don't give these guys a hard time, like, I don't know, something's wrong. What's wrong? You know? Um, so that's, you know, that's probably the, the truth behind it. You know, that there, there are no, there are no ill feelings, you know? So. So this is a question that's just dying to be asked here as the world champion ball buster that you are, have your feelings, have your feelings ever been hurt? Triggered? Have I been triggered? No, I'm sure I've been triggered. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't say it. You know, I didn't phrase it. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure that the line has been crossed. I'm like, Oh, but you normally what'll happen is if, if, if that's the case, you know, I feel like they've done a below the belt move. Then I usually swing back with something below the belt. I'm like, you want to go there? You know, that's usually the, the instant rebuttal. It's like, oh, okay, okay. You want to, you, you, you really want to try and sting me, so I can sting back, and then usually that ends with, all right, I'm done, I'm done. I'm like, okay. 
right given the nature that brothers just always get on each other's skin and everything but i feel like you and mike have worked long enough to be where you probably brothers by fact out of the three though even though you've given charlie the official pass what who gets under your skin the most i would say my brother my brother always gets under my skin he's always had that ability you know um because you know since the dawn of time he's always been around me so is that why you guys are so successful in business together though? Cause he's the um, to your I, gang. I think sometimes, sometimes that's the case, you know, sure. Um, but yeah, you know, I think that it's, it's easier. I think that it's easier if, if Palmer crosses a line and upsets me, uh, it's easier to have that conversation kind of reel it back. You know, uh, I think that, if, if your brother upsets you and you have that conversation, usually you just start going deeper. It's like, okay. You know, um, right. I mean, I've, I've never been physical with Palmer. I've been physical with my brother, you know, <laughs> to some points where I'm just like, Oh man, I wish I didn't do that. You know? Um, so, but it, it, that's, that's a given with brothers, I guess, you know, um, it, it's like, get on my face. It's going to be a mistake. You're, you're making a mistake. You know, um, that happens with brothers, I guess. So I know it's a recent development, but how, you know, um, and I know it's, it's not necessarily a competing podcast, but when Mike to, uh, talk to you about this latest, uh, podcast part, the shit show. Yeah. The shit mm -hmm. show. Like how did, how, like, how did, how did you feel about that? Were you happy for him? Like, did you, of course. Like, yeah. So, is it just because it's like, is it like, is he just, he was just looking to do something different on top of what you and I have, you and him have already built or like, what was kind of, the I think he, uh, you it's know, I think the question Chet, to you, I suppose, but I'm just curious. No, I mean, you know, the reality is that um, Chet's a very uh, unique person and uh, he's got a huge heart and anybody that hangs out with Chet, you gravitate towards the guy, you know? So Palmer and Chet hang out a lot and you know, they have this, they have a good bond between the two of them, you know? So uh, it was just natural to, for it to, to kind of develop that way. And, you know, it's, it's cool for me to kind of witness it and then to kind of give my opinion and, and my insights uh, since we have been doing it for over three years at this point or close to three years, I don't know, something like that. Um, and to see somebody kind of going in fresh off the rip, you know, uh, they play, you know, they play off each other really nicely. So, it'll be interesting to see how it develops and, and where it kind of goes. Um, I always wish everything for the best, you know, around my guys, you know, around people that are with me. So, you know, without question, I want it to succeed. So, um, yeah. That's great. Yeah. I was, I was interested to see, like, uh, I haven't tuned in yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm eager to, because um, all I've ever known of Palmer is his chemistry with you. Right. So I'm I'm interested to see because it sounded like from from when you all made the announcement on your show, it just sounds like he has a really great bond with this guy, like you said, to take the words out of your mouth. And so I'm like, man, this is this is gonna be unique. This is gonna be weird for me. Yeah. But I, I'm interested to see it because you guys have it is weird chemistry. It is weird because it's you know, it's totally out of the box as far as what they talk about, you know. Um and I think it takes it takes a while for that chemistry to kind of show up on a podcast, you know, um, 
like you got to get to a point where you're just like, all right, fuck it. I am who I am. And you, you know, let's, let's just do this, you know? Uh, and you, you, you no longer are um, conscientious about what you're saying. It's, you know what you're saying. You're if you're, as long as you're speaking your truth, then you're doing, doing all right. And I think that it takes a little bit of time to kind of get there uh, with a pair and they will, you know, and you can see little sparks of it as they're kind of moving through, which is awesome. So um, I, I think come like episode 10 or 11, you know, when they've kind of hit their stride a little bit, like two, three months in, they're going to be banging. So nice. I hope they keep it up. Well, thank you, Mike. That was our one must go segment. Giving Charlie Minato the pass. Officially. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Just a game though, Mike, you don't have to let up. I promise. Yeah, no, I won't. <laughs> it's always brought, as always, it's brought to you by United Cigars featuring La Giana Havana and distributors of Jose Dominguez, Bandolero, Gruffalo, and the highly acclaimed Atabay and Byron line. So smoke one today and start living United. He can hit me with some nasty texts too, man. I mean, Charlie's, you know, he's no pushover for sure. For sure. Oh, he's, he's relentless, man. Yeah. It's what makes yeah. him, it's what makes him good at his job. I, right. You know, I've I've given him props several times. You know, uh, just uh, on on some of his. Uh, I mean, he was ahead of the Altida sale, which is. I mean, that's. I mean, that's international. You know, business that he had to mm-hmm. get knee deep in. I mean, we're not talking about. You know, calling you and figure out and what's the blend on the new SBC. Right. You know, that's, Are that's, you going <laughs> to TPE? Yeah. No. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Please check one box. No. Yeah. You're right. But uh, so the next the next thing we wanted to talk about tonight, Mike, and you and I went back and forth over this, um, you know, leading up to the show and everything. And I was really pleased with your selection, although you had a, initially had a, a more unique take. And I think, you know, next time we come on, we might we might do something along those lines that you initially thought. But uh, this is uh, this is my charity segment where uh, uh, for those who are new to the show um, each week, I ask my guests to uh, select a charity or nonprofit of their choice that we get to spotlight talk about and hopefully raise awareness for and uh, possibly raise uh, some dollars for a great cause. And so um, Mike, when I posed this question to you, you initially came and I'll, I'll just go ahead and say, cause I think it's a great idea. You initially asked, Hey, can I do a GoFundMe? And I yep. was like for someone else and for, for an individual and you're like, yeah, for, for an individual in need. And I was like, Oh, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, let's do it. And what great news, it sounded like they shut this down. They shut the one you had in yep. mind down, which means they hit yeah. their goal. So, I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, it was already closed. Um, I wish that they had another one or I had a little more time to kind of, I would have put one up myself um, for him. But um, my buddy Jason, um, he was in a horrible accident. And I talk about him, I was talking about him on the podcast. And uh, he was in a coma for a long time. And he woke up right before Easter. And we've gone down to see him a few times. And um, it's been crazy, you know. And his memory slowly coming back. But, uh, you know, I, you know, so whenever I have a friend in need, I'm all about, I would more personally, for me, it's a bigger deal to help people that are close to me or friends of friends, uh, whenever there's a time to donate, it's, I don't really talk about any type of charity that I normally do. Um, but that's really the kind of charity that I like to do something that affects somebody first and foremost, you know, um, Unfortunately, you know, for, for Jason, I didn't, there was, it wasn't, it was closed already. So um, yeah, but yeah, that's the type of stuff that I, I prefer to do. And, um, but as a great de facto, you know, St. Jude's hospital is really good. So. 
Yeah, exactly. And that's what you uh, went ahead and chose uh, for this evening was uh, St. Jude's uh, uh, Children's Research Hospital. Uh, fantastic mm-hmm. cause. Uh, I've done several of their runs uh, back in college at uh, TCU where I attended. Every year we had this uh, what was called up till it was an up till dawn uh, fundraiser. So if uh, it was basically you would gather sponsorships, individuals, businesses, etc. I mean, it really really easy i mean for a college kid you basically you know say hey i'm gonna pull an all-nighter you know <laughs> like uh so the, the longer you stay you know stay i'm pledging to stay up a certain number of hours and if i meet this goal will you donate to say i mean an easy easy right. call for a business or individual to make and an easy you know for a college kid an easy goal to attain you know to, to stay up all night you know it's not that big of a deal so up, up till dawn was an event that i i took part in uh all four years actually that's cool was. yeah and uh so St. Jude's uh, Children's Hospital was the benefit of that. And they've uh, obviously had re- renowned, uh, you know, renowned attention throughout the years um, by businesses and individuals alike. And they do such great work and everything. Mm-hmm. But uh, you were talking, just to dive into, we were talking about before the show, you know, you know, how you like to go for the individual and everything. But when it came to picking something a little bit larger, this was kind of an easy selection for you. Why yeah, of course. You know, I mean, how can you go against helping kids, especially with some of the diseases that they address at St. Jude's, you know? Um, I mean, that was just a, that was, that, that's, that's an easy go-to, you know? Um, I wish I could have did the, done the other one, to be honest, you know? Um, <clears throat> normally when, when, when an opportunity, when you have, when you, when something's going on and, and things are going well and you have the ability to give, those opportunities always have a a strange way of kind of presenting themselves, you know? Um, And uh, you know, that's, that's definitely one of those, you know, I wish that was one of those times right now, unfortunately, you know, but yeah, St. Jude's is a, is a a great setup. So. I went ahead and posted the donate link inside the chat, but I also, it's also, if you go to the ad for tonight's show that was posted earlier today, you can actually hit the donate button. So one of the great, you know, of all the negative things about Facebook these days, one of the great things about donating through Facebook is that unlike some of these other organizations like GoFundMe and stuff, which do great work, I'm not knocking them, uh, but GoFundMe does take, they, they give you the option of like, hey, do you want to donate the, the, the fee too, which is cool because they, they, there's a fee to process your donation. Right. right? But Facebook donates all of all donations at face value. So if it's five dollars, it's five dollars. It's fifty dollars. It's fifty dollars. They all go towards the organization of your choosing, which is fantastic. Um, so you know, if you want to hit the donate button on the Facebook uh, ad that I ran earlier today, all of your money is going to go straight to St. Jude's. Uh, it's a great organization, as Mike was talking about. Mike, I'd like to ask a favor. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm really I'm I'm sitting over genuinely inspired by your words a moment ago about the individuals helping individuals and stuff like that. It, it, you know, knock on what I hope nothing like happens to like what happened to Jason or anything like that. But if you run across another individual that's in need that you know personally, um, I would really like to ask you a favor. Please message me and I will feature sure. them. Even though you won't be the guest on that show that night, I will feature them on my on on my show that that week. And I would love to raise money for someone that you care about. Absolutely, man. I appreciate that. <clears throat> and if they turn his back on, I'm sure they will. Um, I will definitely let you know. Please do. Please do. I, I'm please do me that favor. Please. I'm, I'm, of I'm being sincere. I appreciate it, brother. Appreciate you. And that I, cause I'm, I'm sitting over here. I'm, I'm genuinely inspired by that. I think that's, that's, that's just 
just great words of wisdom to leave by. We've we've brought attention to some amazing organizations through this thing, and uh, my wife and I have donated a lot of money. Tonight we're going to be donating uh, later uh, in your honor. Uh, so um, you know, this is something we've pledged to do uh, through this through this uh, this movement that I've created on the show, and um, you know, we'd love to we'd love to donate to Jason or someone else that you know. Uh, I think that'd be a, a a truly truly great cause. So, so thank you. Thanks, man. So um, last couple of things I wanted to touch on here, Mike, uh, before calling. And again, thank, Ken, thank you so much for your time. Uh, how, how are you doing on time? I'm good. Good. Uh, how's the cigar going for you? I'm good. I put it down. I just put it down. You know, there's only so much I'm capable of, unfortunately, right now. <laughs> You're the man. Um, so we talked earlier about, about your election not to go to TPE. Um, but uh, there is a pretty large event uh, going on uh, uh, here in just the coming days and everything. That is, of course, a Weasel Fest. Yes. Which had been postponed because of COVID, unfortunately, but is now mm-hmm. in full force and is, is happening and is a really exciting event culminating uh, uh, an anniversary, albeit a year late, but can't do it, you know, can't, uh, can't right. help the circumstances. Celebrating uh, Roma Crafts. Uh, 10 years in the industry and uh, what a great celebration it is the amount of people that they've brought together including you and uh some so many others um you know and uh, so you, you you will be attending weasel fest correct i will i will why don't you talk to us a little bit about it? i think people have seen skips advertisements and everything but uh, talk a little bit about it and you know why why it's important for you personally well you know um you know the the listen you know roma craft is great as far as the blueprint uh, and what I mean by that is uh, taking care of their customers, you know, and not just the retailers, but the actual end consumer. They've always done that from uh, the, the very beginning and they continue to do that today. And that's kind of what this Weasel Fest thing is about. It's about um, every consumer, whether you're a retailer or uh, just a, a regular guy that smokes uh, Roma, they wanted to put together like a, a, a music fest where it's just smoking and hanging out and, you know, get some goodies and get to, you know, do some one-on-one time with the guys and um, guys and gal. And um, I think it's cool. You know, it's, it's, it's something that's kind of out of the box. I don't think that it's ever really kind of been created before. Um, And I think that it's got a lot of great potential, you know, especially moving forward last year, I think that they were sold out they sold out pretty fast Um, this year. I don't know if they sold out or not, but uh, to get approved, they got approved kind of last minute and they definitely, but they still wanted to go forward with it. So um, it should be a, a hell of an experience. If, if you guys are, if anybody's available and you want to come down to Austin uh, for the upcoming weekend, I highly recommend it. You know, we're going to have a good time. We're going to have a really good time. 12 hours of cigars, music, great food, great drinks. Uh, it should be a fantastic event. Uh, I mean, Listen, it, we all, we've talked a lot about Skip's uh, uh, Esteban's and Mike's ability to make some great cigars. Um, they also know how to, how to throw one throw one hell of an event. Let's just sure. Yeah. So this this is a this is obviously going to be one for the books. It's unfortunate I won't be able to attend. I have a previous family commitment, but I did uh, put in the uh, chat as well. It looks like you may be able to still purchase tickets. So I, I definitely I would definitely recommend it. Um, some uh some great some great stuff some great music um 
you know, uh, Skip is a is a big uh, big savant when it comes to music, and uh, but also some great uh, great food from like Style Switch Barbecue and Valentina's down there in Austin, uh, as well as uh, some great uh, local uh, craft beer and spirits as well. Garrison Brothers, um, my personal favorite Texas distillery, uh, will be on hand, so that's that's gonna be fun. Yeah, man, it's it's gonna be a great event, and you know, I mean, all that stuff sounds great to be honest, but you know, the, the real, the real fun is the conversations, you know, that's where uh, the rubber kind of meets the road, um, getting to bullshit with these guys and kind of, kind of have that, that one-on-one -on -one time and stuff, or, you know, uh, just, I think that that's really the, the great benefit and why, why you should, why if you can go, you should go. Like we've talked a little bit about the show today, Mike, how you've been under the weather. And I, I still can't believe you did the show tonight. I'm really, really appreciative of it. Um, but you've, you've kind of just persevered in, in general. We've talked about your, your, your fortitude a number of times throughout the show. Um, but speaking about the Cigar Hustlers podcast, this is something you and I were talking about. Um, you really haven't missed a week. Uh, no, um, I think that, you know, in the beginning, we might have missed one or two weeks. Um, but we've we've kept it going consecutively um ever since you know um we try and be consistent you know i don't want to disappoint in, anybody you're in the 170s almost 180s now for episode yeah i think 100. so yeah because uh um because you actually you all started your podcast after mine so, and this is take 169 and so you guys have you guys have and i and i've been i've been fairly consistent as well i've missed i don't know five or six over the past four years now um right. so i mean you know, that's, that's pretty awesome that you guys are just really ch chasing that Garofalo record, man, for consecutive. I don't know if anyone's ever going to catch that guy though. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't look like he's going to slow down at all. Um, it's important to do, you know? Yeah. I mean, you got an audience, they, they're expecting something and you gotta, you gotta give it to them. You right. Know, it's, it's just like your customers, right? Yep. Um, what's been the, I guess, was that, was that challenging at all to keep going through COVID or was that, was actually one of the, was that one of the easier things just because... I think once it's kind of established and you kind of, you're ready to roll. I mean, it's easy to say, Hey, we should stop. But um, when you say, Hey, no, let's keep going. Uh, it made sense, you know, and it, and you know, uh, you try not to let the COVID stuff always consume you, but we, we did have a tendency to talk about it sometimes. Um, but it was cool, you know, from our, our standpoint, you know, it wasn't, um, it was just kind of what we were living, you know, like if it was time to wear masks, wear masks, you know, and now it's time to like kind of not wear masks. So I was like, okay, you know, uh, you can be judgmental of everybody if you want. You know, uh, I, I've had my moments where I'm like, you should be wearing a mask. I'm like, why aren't you wearing a mask? You know, um, so uh, yeah, you know, it's just it's just our everyday life, and you know, we have good conversations about stuff. We have a good back and forth, and uh, you know, we work well together. And then we talk about some cigar news and our kind of take on it, and you know, our interpretation of things. And, we make it entertaining every once in a while we get some guests too so we might have coupon in the upcoming weeks which should be exciting i was really there your original episode with him was fantastic so uh, i'm sure it'll be great again by having back him back on and that but that's something you took on too because before you know you were only doing live in studio guests and then but you kind of shifted you kind of had to you were able to call an audible in some cases and we we're able to bring people in like you had Mike uh, Rosales on, but that was a special YouTube episode, and yep. you did a recording with Steve Saka at one point that you that you posted on at the tail end of an episode, even though it wasn't part of the live broadcast, so to speak. But you guys yep. really don't do live broadcasts, right? Am, or, or, no, no, we don't. Uh, we like to do 
Yeah, we like to do pre-recorded. Um, you know, not that we, you know, we've only had a couple times where it's kind of gone off the rails, and um, you know, we kind of we want to protect the person, uh, and we don't want somebody to get fired for what they say. Um, but we still like to have that cushion just in case. So um, it's it's better that it's there, you know, and it gives it gives us time to kind of to uh, put it together and, and launch it on YouTube and stuff like that. So. Um, so for the three things that you're, that you're known for starting cigar hustler, the retail store, cigar mm -hmm. hustlers podcast and Postanya, mm -hmm. what was the easiest? Hmm. I don't know. None of them were easy. You know, um, I guess the podcast would probably be the easiest because, it had the smallest amount of moving parts, you know? Yeah. I, I had a feeling you would say that not because, not because podcasting is easy by any stretch, but I, the way that you all choose to do it, you're, you're, there's no, and I, I there's treat, no shortcuts. Well, there's no shortcuts. Yes. But I also, I mean, I try to be, I, I, I project a very genuine, you know, genuine and sincere attitude on the show. And it is. Right. I don't really, I don't really put up a veil or anything like that. Um, but that's, that's been your MO from the very beginning too. There's no, there's no bullshit. I mean, there's a lot of bullshit going, bullshitting going right. on, but, but there is no, it is, is oxymoronic as that is, there is no bullshit about it. Right. You don't, you don't, uh, even though you, like you said, you have that cushion to kind of protect people, but that isn't for you or Mike. That's, right. you know, that's the courtesy to, to your guests that you've brought on, but you, right. you, you're very unapologetic and which is your nature and mm -hmm. and has is led you to be successful in these other fields um what was uh, so taking the podcast out of it because i think that's the answer to this question too between between the brands postania and cigar house of the shop which one had the fastest success that you think or do you think do you do you think you're a success actually that's a better question um i i would say uh, no no I don't think I'm a success. I don't think that uh, I'm anywhere close to where I need to be. And, um, you know, they all work and they all, they all work well, but they don't, I'm not satisfied with them. You know, they could always do better. So, um, you know, I would say that it probably goes in the order of when you started, and, you know, Cigar Hustle was, was the first success because that was the first one that you really kind of focused and kind of honed in on. And then it eventually kind of reached a level that was uh, palatable. And, you know, that's kind of happened with all of them. You know, Postania was a, a creation. Uh, I would say that that one worked out well kind of from the gate because we were already more established with Cigar Hustler and we're already working with a great factory. So that was kind of easy to, to kind of to start moving forward, um, you know. And then the podcast was just an easier, easy conversion too um, because you had those other two things, you know. So um that's that would be probably just just because of the overall time and effort that's been put into each one and the parlay into each of them. so with the with the uh with the deeming regulations and uh, the fda's kind of being uh you know being put on in on a stay it's not wasn't eliminated it didn't go anywhere um right but, you know for all intents and purposes it's been put in on on, on hold does this open up a, a really good window for Postania to actually make a stronger foothold in the market? 
possibly we'll see um we'll see what happens with the factory and uh what i can do and uh how much money i have and um where it kind of takes me you know it's definitely possible you know i think that there's you know there's other there's other things too though i think that sometimes other retailers have issues with working with other retailers you know um some guys are always scared that somebody else is going to take their piece of the pie you know uh where the reality is that you know the guys that i like to work with would be a lot stronger if we worked together both of us so um you know i'm sure that those pitfalls will come come as well you're not the first person to say that mike why is that like if if a retailer like let's just take a guest a previous guest on your show you know jeff with riverside yeah i don't know if he carries posania or not he does okay i mean he's way 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 far why would that prohibit or be you know prohibitive for any retailer to say let's bring in this brand that's you know made with good tobacco great factory successful makes a good product i really like the cigars why is that not an automatic sale why does that put such pause because you happen to be a retailer in another state i think it's an ego-driven businessman you know and sometimes people feel like they're sharing a spotlight you know when they're really not in all reality they're not um a lot of times you're your own worst enemy so um but you have an ego too and you can see through it I mean, i'm not trying to be disparaging sure. about it. i mean but you're, you're a very confident individual i think anyone can tell that yeah um but that doesn't stop you in fact that like you're meant your phrase from earlier everybody eats yeah i mean but i've made my mistakes in the past you know i'm not perfect um I've had my moments that I'm not proud of. Um, it's just important just to kind of acknowledge them uh, when they happen, uh, apologize and, and move on, you know? So that's the more, that's, I think that that's hard for a lot of people, you know, Hey, maybe, the, maybe I was wrong here. So, um, you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully, you know, the people that I continue to build and work with, they feel they continue to feel the way that they do and the new people that, that eventually come on um are on the same page as us so absolutely so uh, we talked about the cancellation of trade shows earlier in the show but the the, the pca the tp went on pca mm-hmm. seems to be moving forward um i'll be there which will be exciting uh are you planning on attending pca this year yeah i think i'm gonna go i'm gonna go as a retailer and just kind of check it out um I probably should have went to TPE to kind of see the tempo because you never get a straight answer if you're not there. Um, so, yeah, I want to, you know, I'll probably go there, make some orders and stuff. And, um, but we won't be representing uh, Postania there. I just feel like it, it might be too big of an investment uh, right now, given the facts of uh, overall inventory and kind of what we're looking at. And so. Do you, do you ever foresee Postania having a footprint the size to where it would justify your own individual separate booth at a trade show like PCA or TPE? I mean, I think that it could now, but it would be small. You know, um, I, I would never really want to do that. I think that it's more beneficial to be with Roma. Um, and thank you. And um, I would want to continue that uh, as long as I possibly could. So those guys are my family, you know. Um, so as long as I, as long as they'll have me, uh, I'll stay with them, you know, but um, if they say no, then, you know, I just put, get a little 10 by 10 booth and 
and and and stick it out you know just a couple more questions here mike again i can't i, I definitely would take this time to thank you for uh, all of your time this evening uh it's it's been great uh, catching back up with you and having a great conversation about what's been going on with cigar hustler podcast cigar hustler and postania and yourself um and uh, I know that Sundays are family time and, and this week has been extremely difficult for you as well with you being under the weather, man. I, I, thank you. I, I, it just, it means so much to me. Thank you so yeah, much man. for doing this. No problem. Really. So um, my last two questions, uh, one, uh, and one's my curveball question, but th this is the last question before that is, you know, what's the, um, you know, with, you know, again, this is kind of a, a difficult question because a lot of ways you haven't really seen anything abnormal in the recent months because of the way that Florida has been and everything. But you, you know, you do operate it, you have an online presence, you know, and that was a good thing for you with COVID because you mm -hmm. were able, you had an established footprint in the markets we were talking about so that you made cigars available to people nationwide. And inter you ship internationally too, don't you? Or just is it just now? Oh, uh, no, not anymore. Okay. It just became too much of a headache. So with the, you know, the, the obviously with vaccine, uh, vaccine, vaccinated individuals, the numbers going up and as more people get more and more vaccinated, shops start opening up and people start getting back to normal and everything. Uh, how do you foresee this affecting the, uh, the your wholesale uh, part of your business though, or your, your online presence? I think that it's, uh, well, online, I mean, which part? I think online, you're going to start to see things kind of taper back down because people are going to start going to their local shops. Um, wholesale, I think you start to see a, more of an uptick uh, in demand because people are going to be burning through more product, um, you know, which is the natural course of things, you know, which is what you really kind of want to see, you know. Um, so I think that's kind of the, the place, the direction that things are kind of heading for sure. Now, are you still the distributors for uh, all non Roma crafts, Nika Swain, yep. Fable, Vimero, and Postania. Yep, Vimero, Fable, Postania. So you're so Postania is 50,000 roughly. Yeah, I mean, that's just kind of a yeah a number I threw out. Just what's, yeah, what's the annual production of the other two? Uh, I couldn't tell you offhand. Um, you know, I'd have to get those numbers from them. Um, but it's probably you know still around those uh, in and around those numbers Compared give or take okay yeah so um so mike this uh, this leads us into our curveball question which is our last question of the night and as always it's okay. sponsored by dunbarton tobacco and trust <gasps> fastballs or curveballs doesn't matter since the company's inception steve sock has been knocking them out of the park six consecutive years in the consensus top three yes i looked it up in fact, I was even fact-checked by my good partner at Cigar Coop Primetime Special Edition, Worcester Will Cooper. So six consecutive years. So here's the curveball question, Mike. Kakarophobia. Yeah. So it is defined as the inexplicable, irrational fear of failure. Right. Well, you kind of took it. You just kind of took my punchline away from me at the top of the show when you mentioned this. That's yeah. not how you work. That's not how you. No, work. man. You can't be afraid. Like, uh, the fear is gonna is gonna slow you down. You know, um, you can use fear to propel you. You know, um, and say, hey, I need to do this or else. But uh, when it becomes that overwhelming, it's gonna just cripple you. So. 
so as you said moments ago, you've you've made your share of mistakes. You're not perfect. Yep. So let's just call them what they are. Those were failures, right? Either mm -hmm. micro or macro. It didn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. The context of the question, it really doesn't matter. What what did those setbacks do to you? What, what well, I mean, they're all good. If they're not, if they're if 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 it didn't ignite fear in you, what did it ignite? Uh, well, they're only failures if you didn't learn from them. You know, um, and that's the important part. So, you know, you're going to make mistakes. Everybody's going to make mistakes. That's a given. Um, so uh, the more mistakes you make that you learn from, the better off you're going to be. So um, I'm okay with making mistakes, you know, as long as I don't repeat them. And as long as I don't, uh, and as long as I learn from them. So, um, yeah. I got no problem making making mistakes. I have problems with not trying. I I go back to this. I I don't know if you're a Will Smith fan or not, but I go back to this this I, this video that's circulated circulated around social media for years, and I don't even understand. I don't even know where the context of the conversation was, but he was talking about fear. Right. And he was talking. He described. He has this little anecdote where he talks about going skydiving. Mm -hmm. He talks about the skydiving that nobody, no one agrees to go skydive unless you're a professional skydiver. No one agrees to go skydiving in a rational, sober moment. It's usually like you and your buddies yucking it up the night before, drunk off your ass, like, yeah, let's do this. And you're like, fuck yeah, let's go. And then you're up in the plane the next thing you know before you know it. And then you're standing with your feet on the edge. And then it's like, oh shit. Right. And he talks about that's the moment of fear. And and it's not failure necessarily. It's just fear. Right. And he says, but on the other side of fear, hence after you jump, is this inexplicable just culmination of freedom. Right. And once you are able to combat your fear, you are, you're free of it. Yeah. Because once you've made that jump in the metaphor that he's using, <laughs> there's no going back on the plane, you know? Nope. So, so it, it has this, this euphoric sense about it in which you're, 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 you're free. Right. From that, from that fear. So are you afraid of anything, Mike? That's my second part of the question. Um, I think, I think so. I think that, uh, you know, uh, I have my own demons that I battle that I try and battle them on a daily basis. And, you know, you push yourself out of your comfort zone in order to, to, to tackle them, you know? Um, yeah, of course, of course. Cause this, when this word was mentioned earlier, it got me thinking, but I don't think I, I don't think I, I suffer from this. I mean, this is a crippling chronic disorder, you know, right. Coronophobia. But I, I, I definitely, you know, in an honest moment, I can admit that I'm fair. I'm a very afraid of failure. I'm afraid of, of course, failing my family, letting them down. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's, and I know for a fact, it's not, it's not healthy. Yeah, sure. So whether it's an extreme, you know, diagnosis of the, the chronic xenophobia or anything. Um, I don't think it is, but I mean, it's, uh, it, it, it has a way of it has a way of keeping you down but 
as you've kind of talked about over the course of the past two hours, Mike, if you continue to persevere and you continue to push forward and you continue with the momentum that you've given, there's that freedom that we were just, that I was just talking about a minute ago and yep. it kind of gives it to you. So. True. So true, man. You know, um, I never heard that Will Smith one, but I do listen to a bunch of guys. Um, you know, uh, one thing they always say is, uh, you know, like you got to burn the ships. Like if you're going to take the Island, you got to burn the ships. Um, and that's when you know that you're really committed. There's no going back, right? So um, if you really want to do something, you gotta, you gotta go in kind of guns blazing. So. Yeah, the old Hernan Cortez, man, when he uh, came right. to Mexico, burn the boats. Right. Burn them. Exactly. Well, on that note, Mike, I cannot thank you enough for your time this evening. It's been, like I said, it's been a real blast uh, sitting down having a great conversation with you again. I can't thank you enough. And and your wife, Brittany, for sitting by your side tonight, feeding, <laughs> feeding you water and uh, <laughs> taking care of business on the Facebook chat and everyone being that supportive force that she's been for you all these years. Mm -hmm. um, thank you to both of you. I really appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, brother. And as I mentioned before, my wife and I will be making a donation to St. Jude's in your honor later this evening as well. So, Thanks, bro. So to all my audience, I uh, really appreciate you sticking around for us tonight. This was uh, was fantastic. Do appreciate all your likes, shares, and comments. Be sure to check out our YouTube page as well, El Supermar. Our Facebook page, El Supermar, where you can catch our live broadcast every Sunday at 930 uh, Central, 1030 Eastern. Don't forget to like that page as well. And if you are listening to podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that be Apple, Pod, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play, iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts, remember to download, subscribe, and review. And if you are a subscriber, please do me a favor and unsubscribe. It really helps my numbers. As long as you resubscribe. That's the point. Always <laughs> remember to resubscribe. So I can get a great continue to get great guests like Mike this evening. Really appreciate everyone out there. Thank you for tuning in. This was our 169th take. Nice. Live from the Alec Bradley Lone Star Studios of Euless, Texas. I'm your host, Barry Duplissy. As always, he's Mike Stevankiewicz, also known as Cigar Hustler. Guess what, everyone? We'll see you next time. Thanks, bro.